here we are, and here we are, and can we come back? Sure. Oh, I'm bringing it back? Yeah, you're bringing I'm it. I'm bringing it back. Yeah, you're bringing it all back. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm going to start that again. Hi, everyone. My name is David Dedrick. Yeah. Just my, I had a bit of uh, extreme vocal fry when I went to say hi. Oh, okay. So I thought it's I'd, lack of sugar I thought I'd do that. Now. And you hey, guess what? Fast. Sorry, what? Still my sugar fast. That's yeah. right. And my voice is, uh, my throat has given up. It's just, it's, it's, lost its, it's on strike. Mm. It's against, it's like, well, I need sugar, Dave. You're not the only one who likes sugar. My throat also. I have a sweet throat. Um, everyone, <laughs> we have a couple guests today. Mm-hmm. Who need no introduction, and so I'm just going to say we have Bob Mackey here today with us again. Hello, and uh, Third Dragon Nina Matsumoto's dropped in. Hello, hi Nina, hi Bob. Thank uh, you for. I coming might by. need no uh, introduction, but Bob might. <laughs> I might need one. Yeah. Oh, you this is only a second second time yeah, oh, here, so. Oh, well. There's a reason for him being on the show to publicize his shows. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the reason he's here. Okay, so Bob Mackey, you do uh, Talking Simpsons. That's right. You do Retronauts two podcasts. That's right. That there are, are more. And then there are more podcasts. Yeah. You also there are do one. Podcasts. Oh, and you do What a Cartoon as well. That's right. Yes, those three podcasts. Any more? What's that? Did I miss one? Oh, no, I mean, there are, there are bonus ones we do on Patreon. Oh, I we see. Don't need okay. To go over those. <laughs> At the end. <laughs> so you do a talking, po- or talking Simpsons, which is obviously about the Simpsons program. You do What a Cartoon, which is a podcast where you look at individual cartoons or yeah. series. It's a different cartoon every week. Every week, okay. Series. So you kind of but look at, have a general overview of each, yeah, each yeah. series. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then Retronauts is a video game one. The yeah, Plus Gaming Podcast. Okay. Yep. Neat. And I think I was on episode 360-something of the show, or 460-something. No, we're in the 300. I that. don't remember. We're in the 480s? You may have a future episode as well. <laughs> okay. I can't, I can't I think, that. I believe that you're in episode 481. Okay. Mm-hmm. With, with Retronauts, it's... Oh, I'm, sorry, 381. And you're investigating our deaths. <laughs> see, what the hell, what the hell happened? Everyone's confused now. So, on our, on our last... On Wait our, a second, Ian. Okay. Sorry, I didn't turn you on. <laughs> now you're turned on. Wow. That's great. <laughs> Wait, the games you cover on Retronauts unofficially it's like games that are ten years older uh ten years old or older, right? Uh unofficially, but yeah. we make excuses to talk about other stuff if we want to. You're looking and seeing there. that a fake a fake bird <laughs> fell off the windowsill. That's uh that's what just happened there. Don't worry, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> we nailed down all our birds in our podcast studio. <laughs> Sorry. They're all we, secured. We have a window open because it, we're just letting the light breeze because the weather has turned good. The weather uh, has turned amazingly beautiful. Yeah, it was like snowing recently. Considering last considering last Monday it was snowing. Yeah. And now it's it's in the early it's in the, the low 20s. People are people are I'm on the beach sure in bikinis exactly. right now, which is uh, absolutely ridiculous. Well, well, in Vancouver, as soon as the sun comes out, people's shirts start coming off. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly, yes. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even if it's slightly chilly. Sun's so. out, buns out. That is the van- <laughs> that's what's on our Vancouver sign as you're coming into the city. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Did you say sun's out, buns out? Yes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. always say that. I love that you just said that. Oh, well, I'm, I always I'm tell people glad. that when the sun comes out, I take off my pants. <laughs> I'm coming in from America, and people are uh, actively discussing the temperature in Celsius, and it's, and it's freaking me out. Oh. They're saying 20. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not warm for me. <laughs> yeah, well, now you know how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Every American media. 
But when it turns negative uh, 33, we can all get together and go, yeah. We agree. That's, that's cool. right. That's yeah. e- Well, also, it's the same temperature. Temperature uh, in Fahrenheit and Celsius meets at minus 33. I probably know that. Well, you know, it's okay. If you're on Jeopardy, yeah, it's a good thing to know. <laughs> I don't know these things at all. Fahrenheit still confuses me. Here's the nice yeah, thing too. about Celsius. Zero is freezing. Mm-hmm. There you go. 100 is boiling. And you just guesstimate in the middle. It's well, like, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes more sense. If you're like Fahrenheit. 80 degrees, well, I'm close to boiling, so I'm I'm a dead person. <laughs> but, you know, 20, I'm not quite freezing. Yeah, it's fine. It's uh, it's good. 20 yeah. is room temperature. You're all, you're all right. I'm, uh, uh, this is the perfect temperature for me, right? Like, six, it's 16 degrees today, and that is, like, absolutely perfect. If it could not go any higher than this, I would really appreciate it, weather. And like every person from Vancouver, uh, or you know, when we have a visitor, we're so happy the weather was nice. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have to apologize. Yeah. For, it wasn't last uh, time. I know. Yeah. We're so sorry for that. <laughs> We've had uh, I've had visitors come and they've not seen the mountains the whole time they were here because it was just uh, just clouds the whole. The oh, whole that's time. always frustrating. <laughs> it's like, overcast or misty. That's you can't right. See any of the the nice view. Yeah, and you're like, oh, there really is a beautiful mountain range just over there, but uh, you can't see it. This sorry. week's been great though for mm, for yeah. views. So what have you been doing on your uh, trip here? Basically, eating and drinking a lot with Excellent. Nina. <laughs> Excellent. We went to the top of Vancouver restaurant. Oh, that too, yeah. Which is? Um, a revolving restaurant at the top of the Harbor Center by the waterfront, downtown Vancouver, which I've never been to before. Anytime people visited and said, uh, asked me, what's that tower? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> but now I can say what it is. It is the kind of thing you only go to if you've got a friend visiting. And then exactly. Like, oh, let's go see. It was it was great though. We it's went. Neat, we yeah. went right at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. and and so we got to see um, the nice view in the day uh, in the daylight and also at nighttime mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It was perfect. Oh, that's nice. It transitioned like and right. You got to see the sunset the as well. Meal. Yeah. That's nice. You that see was, how? Sorry, go ahead. That was my first revolving restaurant experience. It wasn't yours, right? Oh yeah, I dined at the top of the Space Needle before, okay. and that was on Halloween. How would you compare the two? Who's got the? Um, I don't know when I went in Seattle, like it, it like Seattle uh, Space Needle is way higher than the Harbor uh, mm-hmm. Center, of course. Yeah. I don't know exactly how tall, but it, um, it was Halloween night, mm-hmm. and the experience of seeing like um, you know people dress as witches. I think they were dressed as witches. <laughs> they might have been real witches. I don't know. Should have been. Yeah, Seattle. They could have sure. flown around in the broom and landed <laughs> on the Space Needle, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then seeing the the jack o' lanterns displayed outside the revolving restaurant somehow were really cool. But uh, the view itself, like, it was at night, so it was cool, but uh, I, pr- I would have liked to have seen it in the daytime. Um, so I, I, it's hard to compare the two. Like, the Vancouver one, we got to see both, like, like in um, the light and the nighttime. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> food-wise, it's about the same. Yeah. Same kind of food. Yeah, it's, it's, revolving it's okay. restaurant food. It's yeah, really it's expensive. Also known as a revolting restaurant. Well, it's food. It's food that your parents would be comfortable with, because mm-hmm. that's who it's really for. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, they I probably really... saw you and went like, "What? What are you guys doing here, young people?" Uh, well, there. I don't think we were the youngest people there. It seemed like there were younger people than us. But it really, really mm-hmm. is a place you take your parents, and they would be impressed by it. Yeah. Like, oh, the, yeah. The portions. Of the I would thing. recommend it to people who are visiting Vancouver now. It's a, it's a really nice view. I mean, yeah. I went because I had seen so many revolving restaurant jokes on sitcoms, and I wanted to know. <laughs> I thought I owed it to myself to have the experience. Like, is this as funny as people think it is? And mm-hmm. it's not. Okay. We need to stop the revolving restaurant <laughs> right now. Oh, yeah. Actually, we saw it most recent on Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah. We're watching Bob's Burgers. Not a I, recent episode, but. No, no. We're watching it from, like, the sort of the middle point. And like season four. There's an episode about a revolving restaurant, or there's, like, a scene in it. And I mentioned, uh, I've never been to one. And she said there is one, so. I made a reservation that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want the experience. We used to have two revolving restaurants in Vancouver. 
One of them shut down last year, like in September. That's right. Yeah. What was the other one? Sorry. I don't... Uh, the yeah, the mm-hmm. other one was on uh, Robson Street. It was uh, it, again. It looks like a, it looked like a revolving restaurant. Did it? I don't was it remember on... it at all. Was yeah. it on top of the Flamingo Hotel? Uh, could have been. It was on a hotel. It it's a revolving restaurant. It looks like flying saucer. I kind of remember. Well, it door, probably shut know. down because nobody knew that it yeah, was there. Like yeah. I didn't know it was there. I always thought the yeah. Harbor Center one was the only one we had. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, if you have you reviewed Bob's Burgers yet? Yes, we did. We did the Thanksgiving one of the, the Thanksgiving episodes in November. Okay. We did for what a cartoon. And so, if you reviewed the revolving restaurant episode, could you write off your meal legally? Ooh. Could you? Um, you know what? Yes. Excellent. If I had explained <laughs> to somebody receipt. in a suit, yeah. I could make that defense, and they'd yeah. probably buy it. Excellent. That's great. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that. I do, I do feel like it is the kind of thing, like, there have been a lot of episodes of shows in revolving restaurants where that was a thing. I really don't. I've never seen one. Because writers eventually end up in a restaurant and uh, run out of ideas. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably what it is. Yeah. It was My, in The Simpsons, too, once. Lisa um, went and ate there one time with a friend, and her friend put her purse beside her on the ledge. Ah. But she didn't realize that that's what turns. So at partway through the meal, her purse was on the other side of the restaurant. So yeah, you have to be careful there. Yeah, I thought the <laughs> don't men's use room the as it came around. To <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every time the washrooms came around, we we're like, oh, let's use it while it's here. <laughs> I think Nina was reading about a, uh, um, uh, sorry, not a murder, but a death. <laughs> a death. A murder. That'd be, that'd be murder awesome, revolving like, restaurant. Like a yeah. locked room mystery with a revolving restaurant. That would be great, actually. Yeah. Um, but no, like I was looking up revolving restaurants on Wikipedia, and there was one death attributed to a revolving restaurant. Um, not to get too morbid here, but a five-year-old was like oh. crushed oh. between the the revolving part of the wall and the yeah. non-revolving part. But oh, I was like, okay. wait, that would be really slow. Yeah, like I want to know what happened. Well, it's probably really depressing. But like, where where were the parents? Guess, like, how could how did no one notice? It would be slow, but also it could be split second if it was just at the right time where there. It might have been like a narrow gap that mm. that when it closed, you know, it just let that just a momentary, and then you know that's such a horrible fluke, but. Yeah, but who that's saw it coming? Only one, so far, so far <laughs> until there's a murder at a revolving restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's the one they tell you about. There's been more deaths for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's actually exciting when the washroom comes around. It's like, oh, it's a treat. Oh, look at this. Nice. They should make an escape room in a revolving restaurant where the door, you know, comes around. You got to solve a thing before the door comes around. Yeah. Well, that's where it's going to be a m- murder. Yes. That's a perfect place to murder someone, I think. There must have been a murder. Why is it the perfect place to murder someone? You're stuck in a place where only end- way to leave is an elevator. No, because this is how these locked room mysteries yeah. oh, work. Okay. Oh, I see. How did someone get up? How did they get down? Okay. How did those jack-o'-lanterns get on the outside mm-hmm. of the okay. space <laughs> Who lit those? It seems like the to me it feels like the perfect <laughs> place true. to murder someone is in a field. Mm. And you can just get in your car and drive away. Not and all, book, all the though. evidence is sitting yeah. in a field and, you know, if you're <laughs> careful... You know. No, all the best murder mysteries have to have extremely convoluted <laughs> tricks and it also be locked I room. I like it. I just, like it. How about a bridge? Just push the person off the bridge. Mm. Okay. <laughs> then their body goes in the water, they go away, you just get back in your car and drive off and that's but the end of it. But didn't anyone see you on the bridge? Is it an empty bridge? An abandoned Yeah, yeah. Bridge? It's just like, a, just like an, an empty bridge. Just like it's an empty field. How do you field. know it's going to be an empty bridge then? You just time it well. Oh. You wait till someone goes by, you look... So you look both ways before you right. cross, and then you cross, double cross your friend. You have to make sure to take their cell phone first, though, because they can be tracked that way. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Good well, murder advice, <laughs> right? And Smartphones have ruined mysteries. <laughs> and, yeah. their, and their watch, because their watch, they will hit the water, and the wa- water will shock the watch. Yeah, it will stop the watch. Yeah, you know the exact time of death. Okay, so that's a problem. So I have to borrow their phone and their watch. That's right. Get that stuff off. Should, I also should ask for their wallet as well. Just. 
because it has our ID and it also has money, possibly. You might as well use make it. some money out of this. Yeah, exactly. Make I mean, if we're going to all this trouble, yeah, you gotta pay, pay, it off. pay for your gas money. And then you can write that off. You can tell them this was part of my murder. And then your accountant. It's a book I'm writing. If he's, I murdered know, someone. An Research. accountant on the dark side of accounting <laughs> will uh, we'll take care of that oh, and everything will be fine. Dark accounting. Is that like the dark web? Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. I think the murder mystery genre has been killed by smartphones, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, everything has to be set in in like um, in the past now before cell phones. Were yeah, a thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think I've mentioned it before, but one of my favorite mystery shows I've ever watched. This character confronted the murderer. The murderer knocked, clonked them on the head, and so then then they ran off. And then this person kind of staggers to his knees and then grabs the phone and then starts dialing. And it's just like a you know like a dial phone. It's just like right. zzz, zzz, zzz. it just felt like such a weird thing. Like. Smash, boom, crash, run off, get up, grab phone. <laughs> they actually like did the whole number. And then he started talking to someone on the phone. It like, kills a pacing. Yeah. Really or weird. is it supposed to be really suspenseful? Paced. I think you're supposed to be sort of suspenseful and give you a sense that it is really the past. And this is, you know, if you wanted to call someone, it really did ruin your day. Well, why didn't he uh, just call the operator? One one thing, call the operator, then tell the operator what's up. You know, as a British show, he may have been dialing 999 to get the police. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> let's say why England's dumb. Like, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the nine, I get, because you've got to commit to that. You wouldn't accidentally dial it. That's, that's right. why it was nine. So you commit to that, and then the one one is good, because you, you don't have time. That's a problem. You're on fire. You're at poison. That's but the problem. Like nine nine yeah. nine is like, oh geez, <laughs> but who's the, got all no, the time in no, the world? That's the reason was Jack no the one Ripper stabbed you seven times. By no then. one would accidentally dial nine nine nine, but nine one one could be accidentally dialed. How? Because uh, on a, rot- a r- yeah, rotary phone? Yeah, or even dial phone. Yeah, okay. like it's just hard to like. It's easy to go nine one one accidentally, but to go nine nine, it's a lot of tension there. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I think that's why. Sure. Nope. I, I strongly disagree. <laughs> but here's the most important. All right, England, you're dumb. Yeah, you're dumb, England. Here's the most important thing. Like the reason that. But then, then, okay. uh, you know, the uh, the band Nine 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 wouldn't exist. The punk band. Right. The pop punk band Nine Nine Nine. Absolutely. Could have made Homicide for us to enjoy. Right. Or Emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know none of this, but that's, that's fine. Right. It's okay. No, it's okay. There's people out there that are nodding their heads, going, "Yeah, that's right, Dave." Are there? Yep. All right. Um, look, the last time I saw you guys... There always are. The last time I saw you guys, uh, we were in a bar slash pub slash restaurant, and we were doing Simpsons trivia. Oh, and, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, let's, let's, let's set the stage for this. Uh, this is not... This was my first time doing Simpsons trivia. This was not your first time doing Simpsons trivia. Uh, how was it the last time you did Simpsons trivia, knowing that you do a Simpsons podcast? Where you break down Simpsons <laughs> episodes in incredible detail. It's uh, number one. I'll say it's a different kind of knowledge to have than trivia knowledge. Right. Uh, especially if you do a lot of podcasts, you have to push things out of your brain immediately after you're done with them. So uh, there are a lot of things I know just from um, I can't get them out of my head. But uh, I think it's a matter of what questions you get. And this time, the first time we did it together, uh, and, Nina and I, we yeah. were not lucky. And you and you <laughs> do the you you drew for the Simpsons uh, comic book. Mm-hmm. Right. So you also are both Simpsons people would consider experts or your jobs involve knowledge of the Simpsons. Yeah. And f- this, this part, sorry, uh, this particular trivia night thing, like when you say trivia, it's not questions like, oh, who wrote this episode or like who voiced this character? It's more like if you know, if you watch the show enough, um, you should be able to like have memorized all the lines. Yeah, finish this quote. Yeah. Or okay. like, yeah. what is this sign gag? Yeah. 
not like inside knowledge or anything. So it's it's kind of fair that way. You know, like you don't have okay. to have um, done extra research on the show or anything to, to know this. And it's but, also seasons one to nine. Okay, yeah, because you don't have you can't it's memorize classic thirty Simpsons seasons. There's yeah, no yeah, way. <laughs> yes, once we get to Saddle Sword Galactica, I'm out. Yeah. Um, so so your first time around, not lucky. No, we're the second to last. <laughs> Probably something like that. I yeah. I think the trick is to have as many people as they'll allow you to have because okay. oh, definitely. Be, it was only us two the first time. Mm. And yeah. we would have done much better this time if it was us two, but we had two other people, Ian and your friend Kath. Uh Kat- Kathleen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh having just two extra brains helps. Mm-hmm. And we placed uh second. Uh we tied for first. Yeah. A very un- after a very unfair tiebreaker. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, by the way, okay, when I left, it looked like we were hoping for fourth, maybe third tops. That's what it felt like. Because mm-hmm. we had like a, we had an okay first round. There's three rounds. Perfect second round. Six out of ten, third round. Mm-hmm. Man, so we're like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know how this is going to go. Looked around. Other people seemed happier. So how did we get to second? Like, how did we get to tied for first? I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was surprised, one, too. A one or two point difference total. It so was very people, close. Yeah. Other people must have had a really rough last round. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. Way that could have happened. The last round is always the hardest. Was, the last 10 it questions. It was brutal. Brutal, <laughs> brutal, crushing, soul-crushing questions. Oh, is that right? Destroy you. That's why you left? Yeah. Just, it just, wasn't as bad as I've experienced out, before. Walked out in a rage. <laughs> like, overall, um, that night wasn't as hard as other nights, which is probably how we got to the first place. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just surprised that we beat uh, Jeff's team. Now, Jeff? Uh, Jeff Ellis. And who has his, been on our show who's before. Been on the show, yeah. yeah. And his girlfriend um, loved to do Simpsons trivia. And they've won several times. And they won last time. Um, me and Bob did it actually. Okay. So um, my goal was to like beat them at least, and we did it. <laughs> Yay! Okay, good. I was yeah. I wasn't sure whether you wanted won. to admit that was the goal. Was first place the same prize as second place? The same. It prize seemed you like got? it. Yeah, we got six donuts. They were good. Mm. Yeah, from um, they were like pink, like Homer-looking donuts. You know what I mean? From like Duffins. Yeah, from Duffins. Duffins yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a they nice were good. donut place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the tiebreaker? Yeah, what was oh, the tiebreaker? The tiebreaker was naming like sort of like lightning round back and forth between teams, and we had to name um, what names Bart asked for when he would prank call Moe's. Okay. And uh, I'm not salty oh. about this because the prize was the same for first and second place, <laughs> but I got in before the buzzer and I was still buzzed. I oh. have one more name in my brain. Okay. Well, and I let- said, I know it. And she said, time's up. And that was... Oh, boo to that. Yeah. So what do, what do we got? We got like homosexual... Homosexual, Amanda Hug and Kiss, uh, Waylon Smithers. Um, Waylon Smithers shouldn't count. Hugh Jazz. Hugh it does, Jazz, yeah. I for mean, sure. uh, it did count for that round. I, I guess. Uh, I guess. I that can't was remember. Mr. Burns calling. I can't remember if they said or um, prank calls made to Mo yeah. or Bart's prank call. Made I think it was just Mo. prank like. But that wasn't even a prank call either, so uh, it shouldn't count. I think it counts. Okay, fine. <laughs> it, I would have called foul on that. There's not enough of them. There's only like seven of them, but. Um, yeah, homosexual, huge as uh, Mike Roch. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe I forgot that one. Uh, <laughs> and then, oh, the one of the, one of those I gave was I. Oh yeah, I have a big butt and my butt smells, oh, so and I like to kiss, kiss my, my own, own butt. butt. Yeah. yeah, yes, that is a that's a good one. Yeah, but is that's is that in continuity? Because that's in a fantasy episode. Does yeah, it it count? still counts. All if right, Waylon Smithers good. counts. Very good. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> that should count, too. And yeah, it I want to know what the tiebreaker was. Okay. So, uh, but the other team wanted it more. Uh, sure. I think they were playing favorites. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that team was very nice. And uh. They, uh, we talked to them after they won. And then we gave our donuts to Scottish people. Oh, yeah. fans of the show. Very, very Scottish people. Yeah, they're extremely <laughs> Scottish. 
and uh yeah it was it was a fun night but oh yeah uh, they were fans of talking simpsons and they bought us beer oh yeah that they was recognized nice. so it was a beer for donut exchange oh yeah that's a very yeah. homer yeah. simpson thing that's to true. do no that's great i only meet five fans a year outside of convention so like that was it for me i think um well that's two out of the five <laughs> that's still cool yeah. that you got recognized though yeah i don't expect it ever and uh, I don't know, they never found me on Twitter or anything like that. So I don't know if they saw the fact that I was going, but they walked up to me and Nina. They recognized both of us, uh, even Nina, who's who's less public. They probably knew it was me just because I was like standing next to you. True. And they listened to the show and they probably heard my voice. Were yeah. you wearing a cool t-shirt that would be, you know, like, oh, she's... I was wearing a Lisa shirt. There you go. Uh, there there you, go. you go. All right. Yeah. We're, Give it away. Yeah, okay. <laughs> was it one that you designed or was no. it... No. Okay. I don't design Simpsons t-shirts. No, no, you don't. And even if there is something Simpsons-esque, it's just Simpsons-esque. Exactly. That <laughs> might be, yes, we don't even need to Skirts get into that. the legal that. line. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> no, there's no legal. It's okay. You're in Canada. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's all fine. So are you retired now from Simpsons trivia, or will you do it again next time? I'd like to do it again. I'll do it again, yeah. Okay. I mean, it just so happened that whenever like Bob is visiting, it's around the same time as Simpsons trivia. So we're like, why not do it? Especially now that I live so much closer um, it's, it happens with American, which is on, uh, Main Street. And, like, I live, um, what, like. You probably don't want to say your address. No, I'm, I'm not going to give my address, but <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, how long it takes to get there. Like, 20 t- minutes? 10, 20 minutes, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. We just took a cab back afterwards, too. It's just nice and convenient. The good old American. That used to be the scariest bar spot in uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Really? The Cobalt, the American, that whole that little section there. Yeah, that was always like a biker bar. Area. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Bob that um, that Motley Crue named their uh, album the Girls, Girls, Girls one after the sign. Yeah, that's right. The Cobalt because yeah. uh, they used to hang out there. But yeah, it was like the rough bar. What's the other yeah. album that was named after a bar here in uh, Vancouver? Uh, Lamplighter. The, uh, Slippery when wet. The John Bon Jovi album. Oh, wow. what, what was that? Uh... After Number Five Orange, oh, there was okay. a sign there for the strippers that said Slippery when wet. Which is also, yeah, <laughs> which is also the strip club in Deadpool. That's that right. Stanley right. was working at. That's correct. Mm. And so there's. They didn't preserve the, the girls' sign though. This should be a historic landmark. It's weird, recognized yeah. by the government. <laughs> it is the kind of thing we do. Yeah, we do like taking our signs and putting them in a museum. So I'm be surprised if someone. It might be in the. It. it might be in the Vancouver Museum. Yeah, it feels the like the Vancouver Museum would probably take that. That's yeah. where the smiling Buddha sign is and uh, the aristocrat sign. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a. It's I really a, love neon signs, so I want to go see that. Yeah, they also had a really good pinball uh, exhibit there a while back too. Mm, neat. So like old timey pinball machines. Did you know that there's a pinball museum in Las Vegas? I do because we, oh, we both found about... out about that at the same time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw it. I saw it a little while ago on Jack Black's gaming channel, Jablinski Games, the gaming channel that he never actually plays any games on, <laughs> but he always tells you that. He's going to be playing games next week, but uh, he went. He was in Las Vegas, and he went to this pinball museum on his on his channel, and it was really interesting because there were pinball machines from like the 1930s. So it was kind of cool to see ones that were mechanical rather than electronic. And how racist were they? (laughs) They were pretty. You know, what do you what do you expect? What do you want? They eventually get really horny pinball tables once you hit the 70s, I think. Yeah. The the Alameda yeah. Pinball Museum is uh, pretty close to where I am, and according to the guy who runs it, it's better than the Vegas one. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, that's There's pretty close to the pinball community, too. though. So mm. I don't want to get involved. There's a beef. In the <laughs> pinball community? There's some beef. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a beef in every community. Yeah. By the way, there's no there's no beefless community. Even even podcasting has beefs. Nope. 
Oh, I have them. We've, yeah. just, we've destroyed our enemies, so there's no more beef. <laughs> we, we we basically have outlasted our enemies, even though they were and our friends <laughs> and our friends, yeah, and our frenemies. Part. We've yeah. outlasted all of them. We we did a list uh, a while back about like podcasts that we've appeared on, and they're all now gone. Mm. They've That's all true. they've all vanished. Yeah. So, what was the first podcast that you did? Uh, the first one that I did is the one that I host now, um, or co-host now, is Retronauts. Were you the host back then, or were you a guest um, on I was a guest in, so it'll be it'll be 10 years in May, so in May of 2009, I called in as a guest. This is what he does. First, he's a guest, <laughs> he eventually becomes over. a host. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, yeah, that was my first one. So I've been doing it for almost a decade now, but I've been a podcast listener since, I don't know, 2005. Oh, that's pretty yeah. early. Okay. It's my ideal entertainment medium. I, I don't, uh, I mean... It's because I, I'm busy and I can listen to podcasts when I do anything else. Yeah. So I feel like I listen to more podcasts than I read any books, than I watch TV shows or movies or play games or anything like that. Yeah, I do a lot of walking, so it's it's what I used to. I used to listen to like books on tape for the mm-hmm. most part, and then yeah, when I found out about this, it was like, geez, yeah, this is perfect. And the, and and then the comedy community really got into it, and it was all people that I loved, like Paul F. Tompkins and Maria yeah. Bamford and all these people, and like, oh wow, they're on a lot, uh, and so. Yeah, just downloaded all that, and that's how that's how I ended up getting hooked with things like the sound of Young America and, and mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not actually a huge podcast listener, mm-hmm. just a huge podcast maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I do like there's podcasts I like a lot, but I'm more of a music guy. So when when all else fails, but I like to like do dishes to a podcast or or make dinner to a podcast. So it's good for that, I think. What I used to do listening to um, Sports Talk Radio is now a podcast, basically, you know, because that was... Call in angrily? Well, it's not just, that, it's not really that. It's just because when I was younger, you know, I, 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 lo- I stayed at home and looked after the girls a lot. So you're just in the house with little kids all the time. And so it was so nice to have adult voices, even mm-hmm. if you didn't know them. They're just like on the radio talking to you and it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, adults. You know, it's not just like kid things all the time. So it's kind of, so that's why I started listening to talk radio. First, I listened to CBC then I got mad at CBC. Then I started listening to to Sports Talk Radio. Then I got mad at that. Then I moved to podcasts. Yeah, I listen to them in the shower too, which people think is weird. Yeah, I do too. I have a, a Bluetooth speaker in my shower, mm-hmm. but for some reason, this could be superstition or just uh, tact or something. I don't like listening to friends podcasts when I'm naked in the shower. <laughs> it just feels weird. That would be a little weird, yeah. I think. <laughs> but uh, when people ask, like, "Oh, how many do you listen to?" It's like thirty. Yeah, because I have uh, I I don't have a car. I do a lot of walking, and also I'm listening to a podcast when I am doing basically everything that doesn't involve talking or reading or editing or anything like that. Hmm. Yeah, I listen to podcasts on my way home from work as well because I'm often quite tired and it it puts my brain in a different place. I don't get as hypnotized with driving on the freeway as I do with you know like driving with music and driving the freeway. You you can get really tired feeling because there's a kind of hypnotic element to it. So, but listening to a podcast, I, I it keeps my brain from shifting into some sort of weird trance state. We were talking uh, last week a little bit about I don't Jay- think so. Yeah, oh, we, I believe we were. Mm-hmm. About Jay Leno and uh, him talking about, mm. you know, uh, the, po- the late night talk shows aren't good anymore or what have you. And uh, I feel like podcasts have ruined late night talk shows because you get that intimate conversation with people in a podcast and you see them on a late night talk show and quite often it's just too stiff and too, you know, set and they're doing bits and Oh, well, I think what that's but I think that's the I don't think it's ruined late night. I think it's just changed your expectations of what you want from interviews because I I feel like we were perfectly happy watching pre-interviewed like you know 
like they already had a range where they're going to talk about it. We were perfectly fine. But there wasn't the alternative. Like for example, you guys went to see Conan Conan live. I've been really enjoying his podcast, and it's weird now to see him interview people that he's interviewed on his podcast on his late night show. And you're like, oh, this is going to be good. But then it it's just this surface skipping stone. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's just doing SSA bits. Set it's bits, bits. but and they're promoting something. So there's like an element of you know, I'm here to tell you about this movie i'm in or our tv show i'm in or whatever like it feels too uh rehearsed almost yeah, yeah. and there's no time i used to like when on old conan in like every other talk show when the guests would stay and could interact with people mm -hmm. and andy would hang out too but uh yeah i mean his show is so much shorter now yeah i do so. like that like that I is nice trimmed some of the business and they still have stand-ups which is good yeah i was worried that they were going to cut out the stand-ups but they still do have stand-ups i miss having another another sketch though mm -hmm. which is my favorite part of conan the sketches there was a funny one when we went on a valentine's day <laughs> oh yeah that's, that's, that's right. so how did you end up going to see conan o'brien like did you just did you buy tickets to go or did you uh my my podcasting partner uh henry his husband darren won uh, charity tickets oh, okay. or uh, he didn't win them he paid a lot of money okay to yes get these charity tickets where it was four people go to conan and then there's like a meet and greet with conan after the show wow uh so that's how it worked out so was that an auction uh it was an auction yeah so basically we were piggybacking on someone else's anniversary gift <laughs> <laughs> that's how it worked out wow, hey, it was wow. there were tickets for four so why not yeah. does he know someone two other to people i don't think so <laughs> no that was really cool I guess, he yeah. could have, I guess he could have sold them, but anyway. But yeah. it was cool to meet Conan. It was nice of him, too. Uh, he, he tolerated us quietly for uh, about five minutes. <laughs> uh, no, he's very nice. Uh, he he was, actually ended yeah. up talking to Nina the most, which I thought was funny. <laughs> but um, He loved like, Vancouver, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as they brought up that I was from Vancouver, he, his eyes lit up. He's like, oh, Vancouver. I loved Vancouver. <laughs> he said he, he wanted to buy a place here. Huh. He should. Yeah, he should. I'm sure he could. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know where he would live. Maybe buy... The waterfront, <laughs> maybe maybe in the revolving restaurant. Ooh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and right every time, by the you harbor. Just occasionally, you just pass by him, and he's <laughs> waving just, mm. he's just brushing his teeth. Yeah, <laughs> woke up in the morning, coming out of the meditating men's room. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's lots of choices where he could live. I think he's limitless. He really. could live anywhere. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got some moolah in his pocket. He can. Yeah, I am I am envious that you got you got to meet him. I would like to meet him in some sort of professional capacity. That's. That's kind of my. It, it thing. was cool that we could talk to him about Simpsons. I'm like, yes. oh, like, oh, I draw for Simpsons, and yeah, I didn't. We didn't have to actually bring it up because I was wearing a Mo pin on mm -hmm. my on my jacket. My friend made me, and uh, he pointed out immediately because I'm sure he's like, you nerds want to talk about the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, it's but okay. You, you guys had uh, you and Henry had just interviewed one of his yeah. old roommates. Well, uh, my, uh, well, we had in the past. Uh, we just interviewed, so we've been doing a lot of interviews for the show. And I believe his his roommate was either Dan Graney or Dan McGrath, one of those two Dans. And we interviewed him in the past, but uh, we've interviewed a lot of his old coworkers, so it was a fun way to talk to him and tell him that we're not weird freaks. Gave <laughs> some credibility, but we just interviewed uh, Jeff Martin, who he uh, worked with a lot, and um, uh, he briefly worked with Josh Weinstein, who does a lot of uh, right. great comedy stuff like uh, Disenchantment and Futurama and Mission Hill and stuff like that. Now, are you going to try and get Conan at some point? Um, I know the you other. See the white whale. The other the big very podcast. white whale. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to ask him there because that would have been really kind of rude and yeah. uh, putting him on the spot. But we told him about the show. Mm -hmm. um, it would be great. Uh, it feels like really pie in the sky kind of thing. But we've gotten like um, I think like fourteen or fifteen different writers from the show. We've we've interviewed every showrunner but two out of the six. I think or seven <laughs> if you count Tim Simon who's dead. Uh, 
Hmm. And so yeah, I think we've had a pretty good track record so far that we can show. Doesn't potential. he know podcast etiquette? <laughs> when the podcast invites you and you're a podcaster, you have to go on their show. I, th- I think he died right before our podcast started, so there was no chance. But we've gotten so many of them that I feel like uh, we've proven ourselves probably sure. at this point. Like we still need to talk to Al Jean and David Merkin, and that's basically it for all the showrunners. Wow. And a ton of writers, like 200 writers total, probably over the course of 30 years. Mm-hmm. And we've talked to like eight of them. Who's the, who's the fellow who reviews fast food now? Oh, Bill Oakley. Yeah. Okay. And you've talked to talked to Bill? Yeah. He's done two interviews with us. And he was actually the guest for our live show in Portland um, and from October. And Nina did the poster for that. Mm. Do you know about this, David? No. Uh, one of the old showrunners from The Simpsons, um, he now reviews fast food on Instagram. Okay. He does like... Does he give it a rating of out of five or something? Oh, they're kind of jokey. Okay. And uh, how long is each thing again? Like they're very short. Maybe a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, so they're little re- video reviews. Yeah, yeah. they're okay. very okay. short. Car. Okay. He goes out. So he's like he does an exterior, and then it's him in the car, usually eating mm. uh, the food. And uh, can't eat I can't eat in my car. Well, it, he's he's still it's at the disturbing. Time. He's it's not, very disturbing. He's not driving. No, no, I know. I can't even sit in a car and eat it. It's very disturbing to me. Oh, okay, very good. Would it be disturbing <laughs> to watch? Yeah. Yeah, it's too much. He's gonna spill on his car and. Ugh. <laughs> Can't stand it. He, he can afford to get his no, car no, it's cleaned. No, no, it's terrible. He could, he's fine. It's a disaster he's waiting to happen. made Simpsons money. He's Ugh. all right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But yeah, they're, they're actually very entertaining watching those little, little yeah. things. He made one just for our live show uh, because uh, he was not our guest at our Sketchfest show in January. But we got him to make a video for an episode that he ran, um, a very controversial one that we did an, a live panel on. Which is the Principal Skinner uh, imposter episode? Oh, that okay. was a good episode. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, not necessarily a good episode of the show. It was okay episode of the show, but I really enjoyed that episode of oh, your thank show. You, yeah, thank you. I think uh, as I told Josh Weinstein in an interview, I think people have better things to be mad about now, so they're not <laughs> they're not as mad about that anymore. Yeah, it seems adorable what people used to be mad yeah. about. Yeah, I thought we have to try much harder to get people to like the episode, but it was pretty easy. You guys made a good case. Yeah. It- it does receive way too much flack, though. Everyone says, like, that's the point where Simpsons went bad. It's like, no, there were still good episodes after that. No, it went bad when you got old. That's <laughs> when it went bad, just like Saturday Night Live. It's oh, true. It's a, the, those music. are the rules. <laughs> David, um, you oh, is, might... that why, is that why Trump doesn't like it? Doesn't like Saturday Night Live? He's just too old? For... No, because he doesn't laugh. That's his problem, <laughs> and <laughs> it hurts. Sorry. <laughs> are you going to uh, Yeah, David, you might be interested in, in Bill's latest review, because he reviews this new Heinz product called, hmm? what was it called? Oh. Mayo Must? Oh yes, I I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mayo must and mayo q. I kind of do that already. Like I just put mayonnaise or I know, I but I, I thought you'd be interested in I know, that I am. particular product. Yeah. I, I saw it a little while. You ago want that mayo must? I'm gonna get some. <laughs> well, if you add honey to it, that's honey mustard. That's what. Uh, don't that's what t- honey don't tell me that. Also. I don't want you to know that. <laughs> Is it coming to Canada? Do you this, know the, the mayo hi- must and mayo? I don't know. That's a good question because Heinz doesn't even make ketchup in Canada anymore. So. So they you might have to drive over to the States to get yeah, it. I'll have to go down to the gas Load station. up on mayo must. <laughs> Load up. <laughs> it's a mayo must. <laughs> yeah. I just like it because it's one of those parody food items that became real 20 years later. Right. It was a Mr. Show thing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know yep. that. What was the actual title? What was the actual product in Mr. Show? Because there was There's, two of them. Yeah, there were a series of sketches and about competing um, mustard, mayo, mayo, mustard uh, products. And, right. And then they eventually joined at the end in the... Both it's, ones combined, like both gigantic names. Yeah, I need to see it again because it's like a 20-letter word, but uh, it's a great series of sketches. Yeah. 
It's weird because at Subway they've had may- like mayo and mustard in- together in one squeeze bottle forever. Like really? Yeah. Why, like why if you is ask that for necessary because if you ask for mustard and mayo, they just put them both on at the same time rather than do two separate things. It's more efficient. Mm. Here's, here's <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it because I prefer more mustard to mayo. That's right. But, First of all, yeah. you have ratio issues. Yeah, yeah. And I two, have one is going to go bad before the other, right? That's Not a, if they're kept. No, no. It, it'll last for a long time, as long as you keep it That was cold. the joke in Mr. Show. The mayo would expire. That's first. correct. Yeah, it would. It's eggs. Well, I, <laughs> it's gonna, I mean, it's going to go off. But yeah, I assume you're going to eat it. You know, like and mustard just, never goes bad. Well, I think, yes, it could go bad over time. What do you mean? Have never you ever had bad, bad mustard? Well, oh, I, of course not. Turn. I eat mustard like it's going out of style. Like I'm a, like... A, it is. Lisa has to buy it. We have to buy <laughs> a jar now, of... mayo mustard is... is <laughs> we have is, to buy a jar of mustard a week for me, so, you know... Well, what do you put it on besides like a? We put on a hot dog. Yep. You put on a ham sandwich. Yep. What else do you man mustard? In? I have a I have a sandwich every single day. Okay. That I that I live so. <laughs> also on hamburgers. Okay. Um, What's your daily sandwich? Just a meat meat and cheese sandwich with mustard and butter. Okay. That's all. That's all you need. <laughs> you don't need anything else in life. No lettuce, no tomato. Nah. No. It doesn't travel well. I don't think. If if I was at home, that'd be fine. I think when you wrap it and you put it in a lunchbox and then take it to work and then it sits in the fridge for a while and then you take it out and it's well, it's better just to keep it simple. How is Canadian food working out for you? It's not very different than American food. Actually, I had poutine for the first time, but it wasn't real poutine. Not really. No. Um, yeah. It was a vegan poutine from oh, uh, Stormcrow. I was just gonna, I was just going to say that it's because it, it's Western. As someone from Montreal, it is, you're right. It is not real poutine, but it's yeah. still fine. It's, it's good. The I'm one not going to poo your poutine. That's fine. But they put too much stuff on it. Okay. Like yeah. I think poutine should just be fries, gravy, and cheese curds. As yeah. soon as you put anything else on it, that's not it's real not, poutine. It's not, yeah. 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 With, Doesn't need yeah, it. Yeah. When they went to a certain point, when they put like pulled Fried pork onions and stuff, or pulled, and yeah, like, yeah, it's like no, like, no. Not, or when they here. put like curry on it instead, it's like, well, that's not poutine anymore. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's just <laughs> curry on fries. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Does feel, it does feel like there's things that like if you eat them in the right part of the world where they make them, then you get them, and you're like, oh, this makes sense. Now finally, this dish makes sense. And I know it's not as good as in Montreal, but we've also been eating Montreal style bagels. Oh, okay. Bob got to try that for the first time. They're good. good, Mm -hmm. I'm mainly eating Japanese food, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Going to some izakayas. Well, yeah. uh, Also, we like uh, Montreal smoked meat a lot, too. I was going to ask, like, what is that exactly again? It's a a corned beef, basically. Corned beef, okay. It's a variation on corned beef. Yeah, because Bob asked me and I could not remember. I think it's closer to pastrami, actually, than it is to corned beef. That's true. It's it's different pickling spices. Yeah, yeah. It's a different thing. But for that, you got to go to Schwartz's in Montreal. And there we <laughs> right, go. Now right. I've said it. We're all fine. <laughs> I was chased after the, uh, out of there once with a giant knife. They oh, is that right? Because I paid at the table and you're supposed to pay up front. Oh, okay. And okay. so I walked out and the uh, guy ran after me with a knife. With a knife? Yeah. Just waving a knife to Jeez. get paid back. Yeah. What is this, a cartoon? <laughs> yeah. Montreal is very much like a cartoon. <laughs> were they yelling yes. French things at you? <laughs> yes, they were. Yes. It was very... <laughs> I actually drew it in my comic once, so there's oh, a, nice, yeah, nice, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it it was a continuing story, so I drew it twice. Inspired Lupo angles. the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Was that that old cartoon? Yes, with yeah. all the uh, blood. Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of blood. Man, uh, Danny, I, you know, I've only. Danny Anthony. It's like yeah. just black and white, and he's like cutting off his own limbs. Right? Oh, but then the blood is uh, the blood, blood is, is in, blood is red. Is yeah. red. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw typical, that typical rocket. I've only ship seen style. that that cartoon once in my life. Mm-hmm. It was like really late at night. I was a little kid. And I just caught it on TV. I was like, <laughs> "What is this?" And I've never seen it That's since. Perfect. It was one of those uh, early kind of they kind of created like film festivals around those cartoons, like Bambi versus Godzilla and Lupo the Butcher and stuff like that. Like were kind of like the staple 
of sort of alternate uh, like animation festivals. And, and then like they that. started them being the uh, sick and sick and twisted, and then yeah. it got boring. Yeah, because yeah. when you see like one gross out cartoon, yeah, like, that's oh, right. that's yeah, gross. Yeah. Ah, I love it. And then the second one, all right. And then it's like, oh, geez, <laughs> it's here yeah. we go. It was better when it was just a variety of things yeah. that you had never seen before, like two hours worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, is a, it is a while. Yeah, I remember we went and saw one at Pacific Cinema Tech one time, and they played one. It was a uh, it was a uh, Gerald Scarf who did the did the drawings and animation for Pink Floyd's The Wall, mm-hmm. but he had done this one in the early seventies. It was like a travelogue of going to California, and it was just sort of like nightmare, like British person's version oh. of what California felt like, like, and it was just a weird nightmare, and it was all these kind of collages of sound and stuff. But it was really quite good. But what it threw me at the time was because I don't remember Kel Worthington and his dog Spot, mm-hmm. and he was like this used car salesman that was based in in Seattle or around Seattle, and uh, he would be on like late-night television all the time. But then I guess he was based in California then because he was part of the sound collage when I was watching this cartoon. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> That's weird. I guess he just, he's like all Californians. They eventually come to Seattle. <laughs> so where they move to so eventually you will it's true i do a lot of i do much more flying than i used to now whenever i fly home i can sense the uh the rise in fear of california as an idea (laughs) (laughs) because it's being put in people's minds especially now with our president just the idea of california is terrifying yeah the things that happen in california are bad if you go there you'll be murdered Mm -hmm. or taxed a lot which is the same thing (laughs) um but yeah i just hear like conversations like oh i'm going to california i've got a layover in california i can't believe it so i really (laughs) want to know what's being said about California that I'm not hearing. Yeah, what do they think is going to happen during a layover uh, in California? They'll that's either be murdered or recruited by MS-13. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, you know that's interesting. Yeah, because I well I feel the same way. Like people who live outside of Vancouver feel the same way about Vancouver. Like if you talk to someone from Kelowna or Kamloops, their view of Vancouver is like it's like this murder town where every, everything's bad because all they see is the news. About yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the problem. When I do watch LA news, it uh, it does always start with murder. It's mm-hmm. murder, uh, police flashing lights, car chase, shooting. It's always murder, murder, murder. There's a murder a day, and it's uh, spectacular. When my mom was visiting with her friend, uh, her friend's mother called her during the trip to make sure she was okay yeah. because they were in Berkeley, Yeah, and there were... There have been some protests in Berkeley. I mean, that's what Berkeley's kind of famous for, right. you know, college student protests. But mm. you don't need to worry if you're in Berkeley, basically. It's sunny. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Except for the time I was mugged. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't sunny and nice that night. It was rainy and also uh, not daytime. Okay. <laughs> so if it's sunny and nice, then you don't you're have to fine. worry. You're fine. Stay in at night. But if it's in raining out, just stay inside. Yeah. I've, I've, known of, I've heard of some sheltered mothers being worried about their children traveling to Japan, of all places. Oh, yeah. My mom told me the same thing. Oh, yeah? She said, be careful. Just it's be Japan. careful. I'm like, I'm more in danger here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in my yeah. own apartment. Yeah. What are they, speci- like uh, gangs or samurais? I don't know. Or Yakuza? Pokemon I don't know. Or, yeah. They're worried about atom bombs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even true. Pikachu's a detective now, so I yeah, assume there's murder. Watch out like for flashing yeah. cartoons. I don't know. Yeah. I guess just because it's a foreign country yeah. that they don't understand. Sure. Just because it's Asia, overseas. Yeah. They think it's yeah. scary, but Japan is like the safest place you could be. Seriously, like nothing happens there. Unless you're killed trying to get on a train. Mm-hmm. It's the crush of people being pushed by brooms onto a train. Then you, or whatever they use, or is that exager- is an exaggeration? I mean, they don't use brooms, but <laughs> <laughs> they will push. But like, so many people use the trains every day, nothing happens. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
I think when I was in Japan, the the train cram or whatever you want to call it was not as bad as it has been in the Bay Area that I've experienced. Oh, really? Yeah. It gets pretty bad there? Yeah. Japan actually, you know, pays for more trains and Mm. supports trains. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We built a train in 1970 and that was it. (laughs) You're getting new ones, though. Uh, For my car, they'll they'll be replaced. (laughs) Maybe 100 years from now, they'll all be new cars. You like the Skytrains? Yeah, yeah. They're great. They're a lot cleaner. They (laughs) are. And they go everywhere, kind of. And they're cheap. They're really cheap to use. Hmm. Yeah, they're uh, they keep expanding it. It's pretty good, actually. The SkyTrain is our kind of above, mostly above ground version of uh, subway, I guess. Yeah, the only drag with it is it used to be everything was on the same kind of ticket, uh, and now okay. and now for me because I pay with cash, I got to like pay different cash for the bus and different cash for the for the subway. Yeah, that was that's a weird thing. I think, but they're just trying to encourage you to use their card, their oyster yep. card, right? That's the that's the angle. They want to go England. <laughs> Uh, oyster card style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can I interest you guys? Oh, there we go. We're 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 moving on drink wise. Okay, let's just take a, <laughs> let's just take a quick second break. Hey everyone, we just had a beverage break, so we're back here and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's continue the conversation. This is how you have a natural conversation. Actually, I watched an interesting movie last night on Netflix. Has anyone seen this movie called, I think it's called Behind the Curve? Do you know this movie? Do you I know do this not. movie, Bob? No, I don't. Nina? Mm-mm. No one? Hello, no. just me? No. It's about... Wait, let's guess before. Okay. Let's guess about what behind it's about. Behind the Curve. Uh, okay, I say I'll it's give, about baseball. Can I, I give you a hint? Can I give you guys a hint? Yeah. It's science related. Mm. Behind the Curve. Okay. I've got a guess. Okay. That's a better guess. Some sort of parabola. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, I was going to say parabola. No, I wasn't. I'm going to guess that it's about people that don't believe things. You're correct. Ah, very good. They, well, they believe things. They believe in outlandish things. These are about uh, flat earthers. And it was quite an interesting show, actually. It's, um, it's a fascinating study in cognitive dissonance, how belief can work, how, you know, how movements can happen, especially in this... You know, you could have had like flat earthers fifty years ago, and it would have just been like a couple of people meeting in a in a room and agreeing with each other. But because of the internet now, you know, and Facebook and things, you can have you know fifty thousand people on a Facebook group. They may just be there for a laugh. Like the person who's running the group doesn't know the 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 motives, but it feels great to have you know fifty thousand people. That's the scary thing about the internet. <laughs> yeah, you can start just... thinking something ironically, quote unquote ironically, and then p- other people would actually believe it and latch onto it. These people are not ironic at all, and it's it's kind of fun to watch the, not fun, but it's interesting mm. to watch like the neediness of some of some of them. Like you know, this is like all everything that they have in their life centers around this b- belief that the Earth is flat, and their their special knowledge, their secret knowledge, really, of how of how the world really works. And you don't understand it because you've been brainwashed by schools, by the government, by science. But if you knew the truth that we live on this flat disk with a with a, with a, a cover over it, mm-hmm. you know, then you'd then now have they ever have these people ever flown? Yes, they they fly because they actually they actually have a conference, so they have to fly from. Okay, so where does the world end then? When is where's the edge? Because you can't then do. There's the a giant loop ice wall that surrounds surrounds the the disk. Okay, that's fine. But where does it? Like, in what place in the world does that ice wall... Where can I go to to find the ice wall? You'd have to go, like, to Antarctica 
Or to the, the North Pole, I suppose. Okay, well, it has two to, extremes expect, of the... It's flat, but it's round. Is that correct? Mm, the yeah, way it's they like believe a, it? like a disc, yeah. Okay, so is there disc. anywhere the ice wall hits land? Yeah, Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And that's just it? I think so. I don't think the Arctic uh, touches the ice wall. I can't, can't remember. I mean, okay. they, they, they do show the, the, the disc. With so the, they the, can't the map. fly around. So they've got to plan yeah. their flight going ice wall. So if they go to, like, say, fly to England... Yeah. They can't fly to England because England, you're going to go up, you're going to go too far north, you're probably going to hit the ice wall, right? Is well, that no. What you just go to England. You just fly to England. <laughs> it's not how people fly. They just fly to England. Did they talk thing. about that guy who built his own rocket ship and it's going to fire no, himself? No, he it wasn't, into part space of this, with it. wasn't part of the discussion. They oh, talked, I want to know more about that guy. They talked mm. to this guy. I who, want him to do it already. <laughs> he, well, I think he, I think he more like tried to uh, latch on to the movement in order to get funding for his rocket. Like he wasn't like a, he previously wasn't like a flat earther, but then he suddenly became a flat earther and then got a lot of money to do his experiment. I kind of want Elon Musk to become a flat earther and spend (laughs) all of his money on this. Ooh, that'd be perfect. Well, the the good parts, the interesting part of the movie are these two, these two guys who are actually doing like science experiments to prove that the earth is flat. And so they buy like a, some sort of like laser gyroscope. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's, and so, so here's the thing. If the world was a globe, and we went 365 degrees, turned 365 degrees in a day. So in 24 hours, that's 15 degrees per hour. So you should be able to use this thing, this this instrument, to to register the, the rotation of the Earth. So they set it up, and they, they find a very surprising number, that in an hour, it it shows a 15-degree turn. So then they, they decide, well, this is because of the heavenly energy. So from the sky is affecting this 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 device. So then they put it in some, some sort of like lead-lined pipe or something like that, and they put it inside that. So then they won't get affected by it. But it still shows a 15-degree turn in an hour. So now they're really... So they, they're still not convinced. So they, they want to put it into a, some sort of a thing made of bismuth, and they're going to put it in there, and this will keep it safe from the heavenly energies interfering with it and making it look as if the world was turning 15 degrees in an hour. It's amazing. It's really fascinating to watch... Uh, there's a there's a lady who's in it. Her name's Patricia Steer, and uh, she's talking about how like because it, you know it's such a I don't want to make fun of these people because I do feel like they're trying in some way to like make sense of the world that they they think they live in. They have a hard time understanding like the difference between like what you can see visually and what exists outside of your outside of your mm-hmm. your perception. But they uh, so she's talking about how like. She's supposedly like connected to the CIA because the last three letters of her name are CIA. Patricia. Is that how they pick people for the CIA? Yeah, that's how they do it. Apparently, boy, it must be tough for the FBI. And then she's steering people wrong because of Patricia Steer. Get it, Patricia Steer. And then she's so she's driving. She's talking about this, and she says, "And I sometimes wonder if I'm like these people. If because she's a real like she was talking in the things like she doesn't believe in like the bombing in Boston. She doesn't believe in any of these sort of things that happen." She said, the only way I'll believe it is if my leg is blown off in a bombing. That's the only way I would believe these things happen. Right. So then she's driving along and she's like, I sometimes wonder, am I like these other conspiracy people? Am I a conspiracy nut like they, they are? And then she catches up and she goes, but no, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you are. You are a conspiracy nut. It's just really, it's just so interesting to see like people trying to like wrap their heads around reality, but at the same time keep a hold of this dream of the flat earth and... This one guy, this guy named Mark Shepard, who lives on Whitby Island, he is 
he's in love with this Patricia Steer, and you can see she's indifferent to him, but he is so like in love with her, and he just really wants. Well, to, loves like, what makes the world go uh, round. He's, he's dropping <laughs> he's dropping some heavy hints, but she is just like putting the axe down yeah. every time, and uh, and they do some great cuts where someone there's one guy who's um he. Uh, they introduce him in the movie by showing him bouncing a, a ping pong ball or a golf ball on two sledgehammers. And he's just like, then he's listing all the states in the United States as he's doing this. And apparently this is his brain exercises he's doing. And then he's telling us the earth is, uh, there's no, there's never been dinosaurs. That's a lie, but dinosaurs are a lie. And, um, and then, and he, you know, he does that thing that people like to do where they go, well, because they, you know, scientists think the the Earth is six billion years old. <clears throat> I mean, fourteen billion years old. They changed that. <laughs> and he got him because they changed it. He got him, right. and then yeah, uh, they changed it with more data. He uh, <laughs> changes. He says. Uh, he says, you know, flat earthers are all successful people. I don't know any flat earthers that that like live in their mom's basement. Cut to Mark Shepard living in his mom's basement, who's like the leading proponent of flat Earth flat earthers. And he's just oh, it's just amazing. This this guy is just he wears a shirt that says "I am Mark Shepard." Hmm. He but he's always surprised when people recognize him. I was walking along and someone recognized me. I don't know. I don't know it's how they like, knew who I was. Like Nina wearing her Lisa shirt. <laughs> That's right. I think it just shows how hard it is to make friends as an adult. That people have to believe in crazy things to find groups. I guess that's part of it. For yeah. sure. I do want connection, but it, it reminds me of people like just now, you know, uh, online saying how Captain Marvel is a big flop and like no one really mm. went to see it and these numbers are faked and uh, it's okay. all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. How do they think it's faked? What? Well, you just write numbers are fake. You just write the numbers. Uh, no one would want to see that. Why would they? Yeah. In, in the same way, this is you yeah. Know, you make up your own reality. You make up a reality, and then, and then, and then, then what's the point of any kind of fact? Yeah. Well, and that's then exactly, why do, why that's do they what try to becoming, use, isn't it? But then they use facts to try to argue their case. Well, they use, but they use a, 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 a filtered set of facts, right? They're not, they're not using all facts. And if you introduce actual facts to them, like an actual, it's interesting. This movie also has a, it's kind of, in, uh, it talks to scientists and these scientists make good points, which is you can't make fun of these people because you're just going to alienate them and make them dig in harder. Like, you know, so, so it's, it's hard to like argue with them because you, they don't understand what you're saying. They're the way they believe. They don't believe the facts, right? Like there's a scene where they go to like NASA, a NASA museum in Houston, and they're just making fun of everything and calling it fake. Like you know, there's a giant actual rocket in this big giant rocket barn, and they're making fun of that it's in a barn. Called it a it's in a rocket barn. They make fun of that. They make fun of the rocket. Uh, they make fun of that. You know, this is oh, it's. You have to see it. It's really quite good, I think. I think it would just frustrate me. Yeah. Yeah. They just need to get punched by astronauts. Yeah, Buzz Aldrin will punch <laughs> yeah, you in the face. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't make fun of him. But Buzz Aldrin punching in the face, that might that might. I don't be. think that's going to make it anyway. Then you're just a, then you're just part of the fascist uh, government <laughs> conspiracy but that's keeping them down. there's a lot of people that believe things that are weird. I mean, again, it's the Trump thing of like, you know, uh, people who believe he's great and this, that, and the other. And you have a like discussion with a person like that. And it feels to me like a boss level in a video game. Where mm-hmm. where you they've had this fight so many times they know the weak spots yeah and even though it seems like an impossible battle sure. they know the, the, the you haven't had this fight before and they mm-hmm. they have so you'll be thrown you'll be thrown off and you'll be actually surprised by by the nonsense that they're saying yeah yeah, yeah. they've done it before they've had the practice oh that's but that would be the same with arguing with a flat earther like you and yeah. I could argue with them but we don't know 
we don't know scientific facts about how the earth really works and things so we would just be like i can tell say, how the horizon works and we, i could just yeah like, well, that's, the only what the only horizon works is with things around uh, do they expect that the, is the sun also flat is the moon flat are all the other planets flat if they're not why is earth flat why are we the one flat planet what yeah. made it flat in their in their model the, the there's a the disc the dome and then basically the way they they show it is they have like a little stem in the center with the sun and the moon on on little rods and they're just kind of circling over top of us mm-hmm. so they don't they're not we don't we don't we don't move mm-hmm. like the earth doesn't move the sun and the moon move around us yeah it's, it's that's a lot of work okay well, but what <laughs> yeah, is exactly. what is the okay to in their reasoning what is the point of making people believe that the earth is round what Be- do they get out because, of it because because oh yeah that's a weird part right because this is science mm-hmm. science created this idea and so it has to hold on to it now. So it's just created all these lies to and stuff sell like that. globes. Yeah, you're so in the pocket of big <laughs> it's a globe. You sound like globe you're in the pocket of big astronomy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. You gotta move these you, telescopes. You make more that's money right. selling this than you do that. You guys, right? you, guys, you guys don't understand how big this is. This is a global conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> Rand McNally. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's uh, everything. Everything that like they don't they don't believe in like going to school. Schools the brain the institute of brainwashing. Yeah. Which is kind of true, this, but it's. Well, I guess it's know. kind of like the whole pe- people who think global warming is uh, fake or a yeah, conspiracy sure. or whatever. It's like yeah. okay, so like, but then why? Like, why would you do that? What do they get out of making people Once believe again, that they have jobs and they want to keep their jobs? Like you know, some professor who would admit that the world Earth is flat, he'd lose his job right away. They don't want to lose their jobs, so they have to pretend that the Earth is round. They know the truth, but they're not going to tell you uh-huh. what the truth is. Because they're going to lose their jobs. You know, it's a global conspiracy. Who's behind it? They make suggestions. Jews, mm-hmm. Masons, Jesus. Rockefellers. Also, Rockefellers, uh, you know, just... I, I learned... Choo- you, choose your, you choose your conspiracy group and they'll, and they'll put a... They, I learned early on in my life that some people are just not worth arguing with because they'll just believe their own facts yeah. and make up their own reasoning mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't have any of that in California, right, Bob? Any of what? You know, nuts. Uh, you know what? I don't encounter that many, which is why I think uh, much, much less than I do would at my in my home state, which is Ohio. Okay, but I'm in a very nice bubble. Um, that is uh, parts nice and parts terrible, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, not a lot of Trump Trumpers, not a lot of anti science people or anti vax people or anything like that. Um, in Berkeley, there's not anti vax. Really, I don't see it. I, I spent a summer in Santa Fe living with friends before I moved to California. I saw a lot of anti-vax stuff there, mm. but I don't see it at all in it's, Berkeley. Yeah, it's ca- actually it's strangely it's co- very closely connected to like the evangelical movement as well, mm, yeah. anti-vax, and a lot of these flat earthers are are, are uh, evangelicals as well. It, it really fits into their like model of revelation is like the the kind of end end of description of how the world works. You know, it's four corners. So I mean, no, it's a you know, it's yeah, it's very it's very odd. But there you go. But at the same time. There has to be some sort of rapprochement, otherwise you just isolate these people and some and who knows what's going to happen. And some people just want to fight. There was I was uh, at like I went to Thirty Rockefeller Center to see the Seth Meyers. Oh, the uh, Rockefellers. Show. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to the top of the rock, and uh, you know it's, it's like all these tourists are up top. We're all looking at the city and yep. taking pictures. And there's a guy there who's wearing a shirt, and it's like a pro-Trump shirt. Yeah. But it's like you know basically, and and the shirt's saying like is something along the lines of my shirt offends you. You know, you can go to hell, and I'm like, okay. So you went out for a nice day as yeah. a tourist, yeah. and yeah. you're like, you're trying. It's like your shirt saying, "Fight me." 
It's like that's what it is. Like they want you to confront them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is their this is their thing. It's like mm-hmm. why it's that's, a nice yeah. day. People like that probably like walk around looking around to like see who's who's riled up and who yeah. wants to talk to him, and he probably yeah. gets disappointed when nobody approaches them. Yeah, like my wife went to the women's march, like the big women's march in Washington. That didn't happen. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Some people say that. They're all doctor photos. And, and they're they were, all hired. Yeah, they were how, so how much did Pia make? Exactly. They were worried to be seeing guys in MAGA hats and like, would there be like violence? You didn't know. Uh, and there were, there was a couple of guys, but they could clearly see, like the guys clearly were overwhelmed. Like there was nothing they could do. They were like a swarm of pink, yeah. and they knew to shut the hell up. So they're like leaning against the wall, kind of being grumpy and kicking the ground. And like, oh, shucks, and we we'll want to have a fight again because ladies are here. It's just well, there. But they, they in, wanted to pick a fight clearly because yeah. you—that's why you're wearing the hat there. Especially in America, there are a lot of uh, uh, very popular now is resentment politics, where you just want to make the other person mad. Where I yeah. see a lot of well-meaning uh, liberals online saying. Um, I don't know. They think pointing out hypocrisy is some ultra gotcha, but you say, okay, uh, Trump says he likes small government, but he did a big government thing. And the person will be like, I don't care. That made you mad. I win. So you can't win. You can never win by engaging with those people. It's like, oh, that made you mad. Cool. I'm glad you're mad. And they keep and they keep going with the hypocrisy as well. It's like that doesn't work. Yeah, you keep, it actually like, never worked. No, but. no, it never worked. Again, it's video game rules. You know, okay, I fired this thing at this guy. It's not affecting them. I know, but I want to keep firing the same thing at the guy. It's not affecting them. Achilles isn't hurt there. You've got to find the other spot, whatever mm. that is. Mm. And unfortunately, with Trump, and this is something that's gotten like a little bit, uh, is like you go after his looks and it bugs him. Like if there's anything that's like his masculinity, you know, anything that's like uh, affects his ego, that's that's what brings him down. But it's very tough to do that without then attacking another group. If you attack his weight, then you're attacking people who are overweight. If you're attacking his hair, you're attacking bald people. You know, you're you're doing this, that, and the other, and 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 that's not a good thing. But you want it to be yeah. just facts that'll get him, but it won't. It's just like the petty small things. I still I still think sometimes it's going to be like sounds or colors or something. There's something else that will have to affect him. <laughs> you just got to keep trying new shit because, you know, the the normal stuff doesn't uh, doesn't apply. I think he's probably uh, colorblind. Can't actually see color. <laughs> well, that's what he says. <laughs> he is again the least racist man. Oh, that's right. Is. I wasn't meaning, meaning that way. I just meant he man as well. Couldn't actually he can't actually take any joy from the colorful elements no. of life. He's just. But not everything is bleak in America. You've got Patreon accounts there. That's right. <laughs> uh, we don't have uh, healthcare or any kind of safety net, but we have Patreon and GoFundMe. Right, because Patreon, that's, that's to do with patriotism, right? That's, yes. Uh, I love America. Someone? Don't let them know I'm here. No, I mean, there is no also job security in America either, so you have to go on Patreon to have a life if you want to be creative for, for the most part, I think. And how, how is yours going? Uh, very well, actually. We're meeting new goals, and uh, I'm very happy. We are now doing another. So um, now we're doing a third series uh, for the year. Is uh, Alongside Talking Simpsons and What a Cartoon, we're doing Talking of the Hill, which is our mm-hmm. first season exploration of King of the Hill. And because we hit our $11,000 goal, we're going to be doing a second limited miniseries in uh, the end of the summer. So those are, those are only on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. And uh, yeah, very good. Very busy. Super busy. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. So uh, if people want to contribute to that Patreon account, how could they do that? Uh, You go to patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. And if you want to sign up for five bucks, uh, if you've never been a member, you get 
too many podcasts to listen to. Mm-hmm. You won't have time for them, but you'll love all of them. Uh, I say quit your job. Uh, leave your partner. <laughs> catch up on all our backlog. But we have things like we did all of The Critic, the series The Critic, all 23 episodes of that. Uh, we did the first season of Futurama. Again, we're doing the first season of King of the Hill. And so many more things. Tons of interviews that are only on the Patreon. It's uh, We're coming up on the second year of doing it. So um, we quit our jobs to do it. So we're taking it super seriously. It's great. Great. And uh, how would people contribute to our Patreon, Dave? Well, they can go to Sneaky Dragon and... Uh... We pay us money. I don't know. We don't. We <laughs> don't really have any. This we don't is the difference any. between us. Yeah. We have a Patreon button. Yeah, click on the Patreon. button. That's right. Yeah, they can do that and, on the uh, website. They can do that. Okay. So yeah. Now back. Not back. can should. Yeah, you guys should. need to promote your Patreon yeah. more. Yeah, that's that's that's. I think we've just shown the difference uh, <laughs> between the American and the Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever. whatever. <laughs> so, oh, geez. Not, if you feel like it's it, not it, that. It's not. I'm not ambivalent. People. People. To be fair, our healthcare is paid. So true, we do not true. need the money as much. I'm ambivalent to how it should work for us. How's that sound? Okay, fair enough. How about better? <laughs> well, okay, but like in Bob's model, right? You have like your stuff is behind a paywall, right? So people some, have to some pay. Some stuff is, but I feel like uh, even but even your regular like talking Simpsons people who pay. Members get it before people like, right. before it goes free. Yeah. Uh, I like yeah. not everyone has the luxury that we do of uh, you know having that as our full time job. So mm-hmm. I feel like um, if you make podcasts, uh, my theory is you should value the time you put into it, and that means like, hey, this time is worth money. And if you like the thing that I do, uh, what I like, give me a dollar or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if the, hey, can you can you if you lose a dollar every month, would you notice? Do you like hearing me? That's basically my pitch mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, yeah. Would you miss this money if it was gone? And do you appreciate this thing that we're doing? So I feel like a lot of people, there's a lot of shame, especially, I'll say, um, especially, a, especially in our generation, yeah. Ian and I's generation, where we came out of this kind of weird don't sell out generation, I think, <laughs> which is so weird, but I don't think it exists after us. But we were like poisoned by the hippie, hippie nightmare of like, you know, selling out to the man and all this kind of stuff. And I think it really it kind of, you know, it's a bit of like rottenness in 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 us. Don't you think so? Possibly. I mean, I've had to again. I've done a lot of live stuff, mm-hmm. which means I literally pass a hat after a show. Yeah, so I yeah. do the Patreon yeah. in person. In person, which still does feel really weird. It does feel weird. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's an awkward thing. I think with millennials, we were tainted by uh, uh, some Gen X elements where we would put ourselves down first or not make a big deal about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my podcast, it kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it, but I I'm still doing it. Thankfully, I think we're past that point. I think people are m- much more open to like being proud of their work and promoting it. I, I think we're reaching that point, but I still have to like sort of kick people in the ass sometimes because I used to be that person where it's just like, oh, aren't I stupid? Isn't this bad? Isn't this a bad <laughs> idea? Like, no, you... You want you don't want people to, uh, people are wait, are using their time to engage with your thing. You don't want to tell them they're wasting their time, or if they like it, you're, you don't want to tell them that they have bad taste because they like it. I feel like wow, that our is... model's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you guys though, but uh, I feel like um, I still identify that in things that I do like, and I want to like shake the people and be like, "No, your thing is good. Stop, please." Yeah, I think that kind of cynicism and self-deprecating humor is kind of going out of style. Fortunately, I hope so. yeah, I hope so too. It gets tire- tiring really quickly. Yeah, I, think, I, I think overwhelming positivity is more in style now. It really is. That sounds, especially in that current even times. more tiresome. <laughs> I don't think so. It's refreshing. I, I find it really refreshing when people are actually positive yeah. and proud of what the work, the work they do because yeah, I've gotten tired of all the cynicism and self-deprecation that yeah. I experienced in like the past 20 years. It was like super in style. Mm-hmm. And now it's not. And I like it. Yeah. I still like... 
Well, I like cynical stuff once in a while too, but like, <laughs> no, like I'm. You know, you're right. I mean, my sense of humor is totally self-deprecating. I mean, that's where I go to right away because I can never make. I can never it's be just, like. I think it's too. I can't make anything of myself. My mom's gonna tell me about it. I think it's too easy to be self-deprecating. Yeah, it, I mean, I've. I mean, this week I've had like three three meetings where I've had to really sell myself for different product yeah, projects that I'm yeah. doing. So yeah, if I was just like, oh shucks, just pick someone else. It doesn't matter. We're all good. No, I have to tell you. No, I, I I'm want the best guy for this job by clear, and I'll tell you why. And it's this, that, and the other. No, I want good. people to like my work, yeah. and yeah. I want people like. Why would I sell something and then tell people that it's not good? Like that's. That's yeah. dumb. And the nice thing doesn't is work. The stuff I've done lately, I am proud of. I'm very proud of Sparks. Mm. We've done. I'm proud of Exorcisters. I'm proud of. Uh, I'm proud of this work. So, and I'm uh, proud about of Sneaky this... Dragon? Are you proud of Sneaky Dragon? I am proud of Sneaky Dragon. Here's the thing about Sneaky <laughs> Dragon, because I do feel like when you do uh, Talking Simpsons, it's a different beast because it's a very tight, uh, tight show. It's similar to when we used to do um, completely Beatles or sure. a show like that. Yeah. You would research the holy fuck out of it, right? <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. Like to the point where like, and I wouldn't do as much of the research, but I would be there for the ride. Yeah. So I went like, this show is work. This show is work. So <laughs> yeah. I would not mind charging people for that. That would be okay. But yeah. when I'm, we're doing this, yeah. this feels a little bit like, mm, there's a self-indulgence to it. Sure. It almost feels like an open mic night. Yeah. It feels like, we're just going to ramble a bit, maybe, and maybe we'll get some ideas for stuff or something will happen. Yeah. And I'm glad people like it. But yeah, I do feel a little weird charging people when it's, uh, I don't know. But when you do really sidecasts like Completely Beatles or Totally Tintin, yeah. you do so, we put so much time yeah. into the yeah. research That's that. That's a different beat. Even if yeah. you don't want to put it behind a complete paywall, you could at least say, hey, if you pay us a buck, you get it a week in advance. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like even uh, just in um, unplanned podcasts like this, you, this is still time. Mm-hmm. And time is valuable. I feel like your time is worth money, some money. You That's know, true. Because you're, 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 you're not wrong. You're taking creative time out of your creative day. This yeah. is true. This is one of my busiest days. It's <laughs> true. You should be spending this time like making money, other money, or you know, doing fun things or whatever. So I feel like even that, like I could, I would, I would consider that like something you should think about. Definitely. And Dave uh, has to drive out all the way here from yeah. Aldergrove. That's true. And then you guys go to dinner afterwards. You That's true. Pay, pay and for we that, waste so. a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> we just. Order one entree to throw away. <laughs> we just throw it away. Yeah, that's that's true. No, it's 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 it is interesting. Money is a weird thing. Money, money. There, there's heard. a little something to yeah. our background that says money is a bad thing. But then again, people make fun of you if you don't make money, and then they make fun of you if you do make money. I'd and rather they made fun of me with 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 money in my pocket. I'm perfectly fine with that. But yeah, and it's I've, uh, and I've lucked out with like working on the Simpsons and stuff, mm-hmm. like the comics, that I've made a nice living doing the stuff that I love. So it yeah. feels like sometimes doing a side thing that doesn't make a lot <laughs> yeah. is still it's still fine. I'm sure. okay with that. Okay. Other things of mine that I do that I do enjoy that are still really a lot of work yeah. do pay do pay the bills. Yeah, our, our Patreon is basically at a main maintenance level. Like it maintains our expenses and that's it there's no there's no like fun money out of it or anything you deserve a little bit more than that I that's think. right we should at least get money for a dinner you need a week. more bad habits that you need <laughs> then to pay off you need more vices <laughs> now when you're doing like a when you're doing like a, a, a talking simpsons how much uh so the actual episode is about like what like an hour and a half long uh, they've gotten much longer <laughs> yeah they've now. gotten especially when i guess uh, yeah because yeah, you always bring insane information or some huge <laughs> plot twist or and you know this was like originally in french and i brought a full episode or something like that it's 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 yeah, my my episodes end up going really long, was, which people either love or hate. Yeah, I would say they're on average two hours. Okay, two yeah. hours. Now, how much? 
research goes into the well, how much prep time goes into actually doing that episode beforehand? I would say three to four hours. Three to four, yeah. and then how much editing time at the end of that? Editing is usually uh, about twice of what the running time of the podcast is. Okay, including posting it to Patreon, posting the free version. So I would say the conservatively, if you include like the publishing process, yeah. five hours. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so it is much. It's mo- it's longer than a full business day to do yeah. each each episode. Yeah, of course the process is chopped up. Like we'll we'll record like two in one day, and that'll be most of a day, and then we'll go off on our own, and maybe I'll record a podcast. Uh, sorry, I'll edit a podcast for half a day yeah and then the rest of the day i will do research or something or pull clips or something or work on the patreon or work on you know scheduling or something like that so it's all split up but uh i would say per podcast uh, between both of us uh 20 to 25 hours i'm guessing just like with two people like the combined work of two people probably like around 20 hours wow okay yeah you would have had to have quit your uh day jobs there's no there's no way around it and i was doing um i was doing a full-time job and then two podcasts on top of that so uh the trick is to have a bad relationship that you want to not engage with (laughs) anyway uh you'll find a way out through overworking no (laughs) yeah i probably i probably did about that amount of time for completely the beatles in terms of research in terms of editing i did no editing on that show i just put the music at the front and at the end and then i left Mm -hmm. everything in the center and oh. I never, I never, oh, yeah. never actually ever listened to an episode of completely. That Beatles. reminds me. Uh, I was, I wanted to ask this. Like, I've heard from E in the past that the reason you couldn't put in actual song clips in completely Beatles is because of like Canadian copyright law. I think we could have put them in for for um for as a review, I like as for review purposes or whatever. You could we could have. There the is, reason there I didn't fair, hear that from E. There is fair comment, but yeah. it, it would be a real risk. Because there's few things that are as litigious as the Beatles. <laughs> they do hunt that stuff down, sure, and sure. we would have had no fight back at all. No, that's true. And that's possible. But I think, I don't know, there's other Beatles shows that play bits of Beatle music and stuff like that as, you know, as I, part of it. As, for yeah. research or for, for critical purposes, you're allowed to like use samples and stuff of music. Yeah, we do all... We couldn't play whole songs, though. Clips and stuff like that. My theory is that... Um, Podcasts will never make enough money to be worth suing, <laughs> so no one is building the technology to scan every podcast out there to look for copyrighted songs and, and sound effects and clips and things like that. Yeah. I just feel like there are too many podcasts or too many podcast episodes, and it would take too much time for yeah. little like work in terms of sending out season desists or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, we do like tons of copyrighted music and sound effects and clips, and if somebody wanted to, they could shut us down just by scaring us. But uh, I feel like a podcast will never be. Uh, lucrative enough right well now doing. now it's owned by disney yeah like as of right That's now true. that is very true. Yeah, yeah things have just changed uh and disney disney is a little weird with that kind of stuff sometimes it's true. but it's kind of it would be dumb because basically you're you're what what you do is uh is, is your podcast promotes the back catalog mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense like now someone might like download it you know but for legitimately download it and now they make money i mean yeah. you're just making them money you're an ad for for uh, for what they've got, and I watch lots of uh, YouTube review shows that review like movies or do like uh, YouTube essays where they yeah. have essays about movies or other media, and they have like big clips in there, and they're fine. I feel like um, we're gonna be okay. Like yeah, people, I think uh, companies understand like this is just promotion for us now. This sort of uh, this sort of uh, fan podcast, fan level fan, yeah fan yeah. creation yeah. yeah. 
So I feel like um, somebody figured it out. Like, oh, this is just free advertisement for kind of like streaming. Yeah, yeah, streaming you, video games. Exactly. I mean, that's a good on that's YouTube. A, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Like, even if uh, someone is making fun of this thing, it's still like footage of this thing being put out there that we don't have to deal with. So yeah, yeah. well, Star. I mean, Star Wars. All the parody films. Uh, Star Wars went. No, it's fine. Yeah, do it. Do a parody film, and absolutely because it's an ad for Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. So so have at it. But I think like with the Beatles podcast, the other the other thing I always felt was like, well, it's not necessary. Because when you're talking about Yellow Submarine, everyone everyone knows it. It's already in <laughs> yeah, their head. It's yeah. so culturally saturated mm-hmm. that you're fine. And if they don't know it, whatever they're listening to it on, they could immediately go, "What's that song? Oh yeah, right." True, but that, there's yeah. still a lot of Beatles songs I never heard of. Uh, yeah, never heard but... until I listened to Complete Beatles. I <laughs> I listened to the albums along with the podcast. Okay, yes, well, that's good. but. It would have been nice to have the clips embedded in there, just at the be- sure. very beginning of yeah, each I know. We're still talking sure. about possibly recutting it, as uh, we were talking the other day about, like doing Beetle Bites or something like that, and just uh, and just putting that in and and, and behind re- behind a paywall. Yeah, and re- <laughs> repurposing it that way. Yeah. Well, that'd be. I mean, yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, I, and I, I don't know how I can say this, but I have lots of like Beatles bootlegs. <laughs> so of like studio stuff and like you know different takes and and as they worked up the albums and things so that would be fun to use as well like just talk yeah. through like the creation of the songs and things but i mean part of it for me also was i work a full-time job we already did a podcast so we're doing two podcasts yeah and i have a family and a life and the idea of like sitting and editing a show for that long to put all the songs into the show and thing it just seems like ugh, such a but then it's gargantuan also task. like you know i mean the thing thinking about it is you could do and a no couple one was of, giving us money no i got gotcha. you <laughs> but you could you could see about doing like a couple of them just to see if there is the interest for it yeah, and sure. if there is money behind it and if there is money behind it it is worth your while <laughs> who, who knows there you go who uh, sure yeah, blah, blah, blah. i mean that was the thing with like the beatles podcast was that was one that surprised us with his success like the numbers on that one were a surprise for us, and the it was surprising, and yeah. and getting in like magazines and whatever was like what the <laughs> what the hell, you know? I didn't know these music magazines, but you did. So oh, when yeah. I would tell you about them, and your eyes would light up, and it would be like, oh yeah, that's a big deal, huh? That one, okay, all right, that's good. Yeah, no, that was great. Well, we, we were kind of lucky because we were like on the cusp of that whole one topic podcast thing. Like we just based ours on James, the James Bonding podcast, I think is what you yeah. took your inspiration from. But that was also very early on in that kind of idea of one topic podcasts. So when people were like using examples of one topic podcasts, <laughs> there was completely Beatles as like this kind of obvious example of oh here you go, like this one. So that was nice. We rode we rode that wave a little bit. So what we're saying is you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we we paved wow. the way for you. I'll write a check later. <laughs> no, it's all right. That's fine. We'll tell you. We got a Patreon account, which we can we can do, okay. about. <laughs> we'll do it that way. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the remainder of your time in Canada going to be? Uh, I leave Friday, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, oh dear. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh, you're okay. gonna miss the rain. It's true. This next week. It's been uh, nothing but The forecasts keep changing. Oh, is it not Sometimes it now? says it's going to rain this mm. week, and sometimes it says not. It's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to rain next week, so we'll see. But it is. Uh, it has been nice uh, having Bob here while well, there's been like record-breaking warm weather yeah, in Vancouver. Yeah. It's been mm-hmm. so but nice. we have to have our April showers. We won't have May flowers. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, when when Bob got here, like a lot of the cherry blossom trees had not budded yet, and now they're like blooming. Mm. Yeah, imagine. Just in so. a week. That's <laughs> a lot changed. Bob. I brought oh, the magic with me. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, but Cali- you're going to leave soon. That California magic. Everything will die. <laughs> <It's exciting. laughs> That's right. You know how much it rains in, in California. It's just well, always it's wet there. 
Actually, Bob was kind of looking forward to seeing some snow. And oh, there was snow, like... You missed it. Well, A actually, couple of days before you came yeah, here, there was still some snow left. Come over to... Uh, oh, no, it's not around our house anymore. But, I, but where I work, there's still a pile of snow from the... Oh, well, we can see it there. on the mountain there. We could, we could drive. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could right actually there. drive up to the mountain yeah, and look yeah, at it. Yeah, take some home with you. It's all, it's all fine. We'll drive up to Mount Seymour and you can see it. Mm. As long as it's solid, I think you can take it on a plane. This is, if it's not liquid, take some snow. You can't. <laughs> of course you can't. Of course you can't. How are you going to have solid snow? has to be a Ziploc bag to carry it. Carry it a thermos. Big blocks of ice, I'm sure. Mm. Tell, me, tell me the log. Well, yeah. Medical snow. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to be on any upcoming episodes of uh, of uh, the Simpsons podcast? Yeah, actually, like uh, once Bob gets back to Berkeley, um, I'm going to be Berkeley soon, like in three weeks. And oh, I'm cool. going to report, record a couple of things. Uh, I can see what they are. Right? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be on talking of the hill. Oh, yeah, okay. the episode where Khan uh, and his family moves in next door to the hills. Um, that's one of my favorite episodes, by the way. I didn't know that. I really didn't know that was season one. Mm-hmm. That's very early. Yeah, 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 that is early. It starts yeah. off really great. And uh, I'm gonna be on Dumbbell Indemnity for Talking Simpsons. That was one of the episodes they played at Bar Trivia too. Yeah, it was nice to see that again. Yeah. I hadn't seen it in a while. Same here. So what uh, what season of the show is that from? That's nine. Yeah, yeah. They're clearly in season nine. Okay, okay. No, that's a yeah, that's a good episode. That was my one thing at the Simpsons trivia was they in between each uh, round, yeah, they would play a full episode of the show. What I know, which like I. Uh, good that's nice but i just didn't have that time yeah. so like, that's <laughs> oh, why yeah. i left like at the end was okay just like, it, it's I've a pretty long night work. yeah i've got to do <laughs> they, they do that do. so they can the host can go over all the answers mm, and make yeah. sure it was marked correctly they and could probably like do this sh- like divide it up a little bit differently though not like a whole show but maybe show one show as part of the but i mean it's only it 20 minutes quick, yeah mm. Yeah, we used to be a pretty hardcore <laughs> trivia team. We were uh, really Dave, me, and P, and uh, my sister-in-law Vicky, and we would. Uh, yeah, it was Louise was part of our Louise team. Louise was well. also Louise part me. of our team. We would win consistently to the point where we were annoying. Yeah, we, where <laughs> would you do this? Popular. It would be at the Anza Club. Anza Club, yeah. Where is that? Anza Club. It's yeah. the Australian New Zealand Club. Uh, that's uh, it's like uh, Ontario and Broadway. Okay, basically, there's a block down. Yeah, about Broadway, a, yeah. a block down. And uh, and yeah, we did very very well. And then yeah. uh, the questions changed, and then we did badly, and that was the end of us. Yeah, I think we kind of. What do you mean the questions changed? Well, we we when we first started doing it, we were right in. We were generation generationally, we're pretty similar to the hosts. The host changed, and our then generation changed, oh, and so okay. the trivia questions changed, the music questions changed, to things that we didn't. We were just I don't know. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. What, what kind of things did you win? Uh, uh, trophies when bowling tro- uh, old bowling uh, trophies. Wait, actual trophies? Yeah, yes. they would just go to Valley Village and buy bowling trophies. And <laughs> yeah, so out. I've got a lot of those VHS tapes of like Nightmare on Elm Street three or whatever. Because often mm-hmm. they would play like an old movie, and then it would ask you some trivia about the movie, and then you would win the VHS of the movie. I won a couple oh, okay. of good DVDs that you that you just let me take. One was uh, the second Batman movie, the Batman Christopher Nolan one, Batman. No, oh, no second one, not Batman Begins, but whatever the Dark Knight, I guess it's called. Dark is that? Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. And then, um, yeah. and then also the uh, Martin Scorsese film with Griffin Dunn. With, you know that one where he like it's Lost in New York. I can't remember the name. Is it title. called Lost in New York? It's not called Lost in New York, but that's a <laughs> good guess. Time something short. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, no one has seen this movie. <laughs> It's, no, it's, it's one a, of his lesser. It's a good movie. movie. It's a good really movie, good. though. It's like, it's, a, it's, like it's, a, it's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy, and it's like a <laughs> comedy. Of, in it briefly. Yeah, it's like a comedy of errors where he just everything keeps getting worse and worse because he loses his wallet, so he has no oh, yeah, ID. I know what and you're then, talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a fun film. 
it's yeah, it's one of those weird ones. Yeah, you're right. It's a weird one. Like, because Martin Scorsese, like, if you say his name, you go, oh, gangster movies. But then you look at his filmography and you're like, there's two gangster movies. So, or I guess three with The Departed. It was but, that and I think, uh, what's the movie he did with Jerry Lewis in it? The King of King Com- Comedy. King yeah, of Comedy, I think, like, yeah. that and then King of Comedy, like, two. Yeah, yeah. they kind of came like, out. off-tone movies for him. But they're both really good. But they're, yeah. But then he also did Elsa Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which is also, if you could think it's an off- off-tone movie for him, but... It's... But then he made all that Alice money off the sitcom. Wow. He must have. I guess he so. He must get a cut of the sitcom Alice. Why? Because it's based on Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Oh, okay. As a director, you get that? or I would assume the... so. If you make a movie and then they base mm. a sitcom well, on your maybe, movie, maybe. then I assume I assume I Robert was... Altman gets a cut of M.A.S.H. Would you not think that I Robert Altman would no, get a cut of M.A.S.H.? No, I don't think that, actually. I would. Maybe the writer of the book. I can but, see the writer of the book getting a cut. Yeah. I can see the producer of the movie maybe having a. You still got a, Gary uh, Gary Berger. Here, that's a question. You still for got you. the same theme. Here's song. a question. It's the totally was, the same. Was his name in the production credits? I don't know. Then no, he didn't. No, that's not necessarily the case. You still get a little uh, okay. cheddar on the side. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know for sure. That'd be very strange. If you make a movie, it gets a spinoff, and you get nothing. Yeah. No, that's a bad agent you've got. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, enough. but I just... What did you do? I mean, I know you directed the movie, but that was different. That's a different beast than the You made the a TV movie show. that was so successful, they made a sitcom out of it. But Alice... I don't know if Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore was so successful that... I don't know. I don't... Successful enough to have a I guess sitcom. it was. I guess it was. Sorry Although the movie's so Alice. different in tone. Do you know that movie, Alice Doesn't <laughs> Yeah, people had Alice Mania that summer. <laughs> Alice Mania that summer. <laughs> I've seen the movie. It's way different than the sassy sitcom. So yeah, different. it's true different. Yeah. That is weird if you're a fan, because I was a fan yeah. of like the sitcom yeah. Alice. Alice. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'd love to see this movie. Let's take a look. Oh, Jesus. I, did, yeah. I didn't know they were related. Yeah, It's like yeah. when when you're yeah. a fan of a, an American sitcom and it's based on a British sitcom and you go like, let me watch that British sitcom. And uh, then you see what All in the Family was in England. You're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, uh, how is it different? Harsh. Yeah, much harsher. Much harsher, yeah. yeah. Man About the House is much more body and sexy uh, than Three's Company. Yeah. yeah, it's almost always Steptoe and Son is much son, more yeah, uh, raunchy more. than uh, Sanford and Son, yeah. which is weird since Red Fox is in Sanford and Son, and you would assume he'd bring some raunchy from his but own he raunchy does not at comedy. All. But no, it's pretty yeah. pretty tame Red Fox. Yeah, the British version. The British version of this podcast is much more intense. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's crazy. Wanky Dragon. The two. <laughs> What's it called? Sorry. Wanky Dragon. Wanky Dragon. Don't make me repeat. I the thought joke. it was. Thought it was swanky. I thought it was swanky Dragon. Yeah, we were not. Right. I was going to call the sneaky fanny. Oh. You can use the C word, but you cannot say us, fanny. You've just got us banned in, in, yeah. in Great Britain. If you, if you mentioned, yeah, a friend of mine mentioned his fanny pack at one point and just the room lost it. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Well, have, you, have you been to England? Uh, briefly. For 36 hours. Oh. Wow, that is, layover? Wow, got, that is uh, a weird layover. Where no, no, going? it was for a, a gaming event. Oh, okay. I was covering okay. video games, and I got the worst flu I'd ever gotten in my life mm. Mm. Uh, for about travel, two weeks. Travel that's flu. where the plague was invented, so that's <laughs> yeah. not surprising. I was carrying a rat with me. <laughs> I thought it was invented in Norway, because the it's... Ratus Norvegicus or Norvegicus. Oh, well, there you go. Nothing kills a joke like the the No, like reality. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm 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 sorry you were that sick. One of the sickest I've ever been was in uh, England as well from food poisoning. Oh, it was an event where everyone got sick. So I think there was uh, some sort of uh, contagion happening there. (laughs) That's where the movie Contagion was made. Hmm. Can I make... (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, So so, So we're generally heading towards the end. Why did you ask about England? 
Why? Yeah. Because we were talking about England. Oh, okay. Sorry. Remember, uh, I was talking right. about all the British sitcoms? Do you listen to the show? <laughs> no. Are you all right? <laughs> I have so many. You haven't had a lot of sugar. I, I understand I've how been it really goes. tired. Yeah. It's okay. We're I've been showing Bob The Office, the American version. Oh, yeah. Which. I remember when people were auditioning for that and no oh, one yeah. wanted in because it was like, oh, this is going to just be the worst. Because it'd be like when they did uh, Red Dwarf for uh, Community and it's just like uh, our spaced, not Community, spaced. Uh, and it's like it's always like the worst when they, they try. I thought it was interesting how you mentioned how British the British version tends to be harsher because mm-hmm. with The Office, the original version... Um, uh, Ricky Gervais' character was like way more cringy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's scenes of that show I, I still have not watched because I just when I watched it I just looked. He's just, it's just I just more buried mean. my face in, in the <laughs> carpet because I was and just so like so they used they kind of copied the original Office more at first, but then yeah. they realized it wasn't working, so they softened up. Mm. Wasn't uh, the Michael, pilot actually the same script? Like yeah, yeah, yeah very close, very close. I mean, I didn't watch it originally because I was like, who could be funnier than the funniest man on earth, Ricky Gervais? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now my opinion has changed. Just just ask him. <laughs> Don't add him. <laughs> Lisa has been watching Afterlife, his new his new sitcom on uh, yeah on Netflix, and I haven't seen very much of it. I just saw a little bit, and I thought, well, this is you know not bad. It's pretty good. But then there was one where it's like he was having an argument with this uh, Christian girl, and it's just so hilarious because it's like so. I thought you should they should just call, I said to her they should call this after straw man because mm-hmm. there's so many straw man arguments, mm-hmm. and he's just like knock them down. I was like oof. I went as far as extras with Ricky Gervais. That's basically. I really enjoyed extras. I thought that was yeah. a very good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and then that's my favorite. It thing felt he's like done. almost after that, what happened was he just decided people were dumb and not. Maybe that's what it so is. They, and so, like all of his acting just became over the top, and all of his stand-up just became just too explainy. And yeah, like, there was a stand-up show I watched of his, and then the second part was like basically I'm reading from his book, like of like animals or like made-up animals. And he was just doing all this shit, and I was like, "What's this? What's this bullshit?" What are you Isn't doing? a part? I don't think he's working with Stephen Merchant anymore, as well, is he? No, no. no. He I think got that, out. <laughs> and I think Stephen Merchant. Merchant's doing okay for himself, but I think he brought a lot to it too. I think you can't under you know yeah. underplay his his role. And in, shout like, out to Merchant in Portal Two, amazing role in Portal. He's just a great job, does he? Yeah, uh, he's amazing in Portal Two. Yes, I just you know he's just he's he's funny himself. I he's great as the agent in extras and. Uh, but I thought Extras had like a really great like emotional capper to it with the final mm-hmm. episode as well. I will know? say if you want to see Ricky Gervais humiliated on uh, in a filmed setting, uh, I forget it was for HBO or something yes. like that where it was like he was interviewing his comedy heroes and one of them was Gary Shandling and Shandling like hates yes. him immediately. Yes. Oh really? Uh, and it's Not still like worth watching. It. Yeah. I don't, I don't like was that a documentary series he was making? Or yeah, it was. Like uh, it was. But well, actually, did and, you say not it, online? Did you say it is online? Oh, it is yeah. online. Okay. But Gary Shandling was also doing a similar thing at the same time where he mm. was interviewing people and they were going to kind of interview each other a little bit. But yeah, they do. He does not buy into it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's well, awkward. And then it's... Ricky Gervais is going, oh, "I'll play into the awkward." No, no, no. You don't have the. <laughs> I got to see this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's harsh. It's, it's uh, it is. Yeah, it's weird because um, I think Shanling starts off as sort of joking because he's he, he's mad at uh, Gervais for being in his kitchen yeah, when he like rises, surprising there. him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, but Gervais just doesn't know how to handle it. He gets really like embarrassed, and it. And I don't think he's playing into it. I think he's just embarrassed. Mm. It doesn't feel like he's playing into it all. Like he, there's nothing funny. He's the to... kind of guy who, f- who feels like it's fun to have awkwardness. You know, yeah, and, yeah. I think and he, so well, it's like, he I'm going to lean comedy. into this, and that, but then he can't ride it. Mm-hmm. Some people can't ride it. 
like um one of the weirdest things to me not weirdest but like when they had that interview with him and uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock and, and Louis C.K. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. And, and, they're, and they're all talking about different topics and what you can talk about. Mm-hmm. And it becomes very, very clear that Ricky Gervais is not a stand-up comedian. Like, yeah. He's a guy that does comedy who people enjoy watching. And yeah. He can go up and he can do a stand-up set. But at his heart, he's not a stand-up. And the other three are definitely stand-ups. Mm. And Ricky is talking about what you can and can't joke about. And the other guys are, of course you can joke about that. You just got to make it work. Yeah, no, of course yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, this isn't funny because it's just so simple. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine to be simple. And because the three of them have like done this for their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And he just he just got on this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, ugh, it's just cringy. And then there's a lot of N-words. And, you know, you see. And now with the Louis C.K. thing, it's awkward as well. Also, the, the fact that he's from a different culture, I'm sure that doesn't help things either. Yeah. But yeah, I just love that's complaining about Twitter. That's basically <laughs> all he does now is complain about Twitter. Yeah. But still use it. Yep. And then sometimes he'll just go after a regular person really harsh. And then like uh, get his I, followers I to go, when go after people too. It's like celebrities get, do that. Yeah, don't get people your followers, followers to go after a regular person. Ouch. Yeah, like what are you doing? Off. Just block this. them and get out of here. It's punching yeah. down. Exactly. Yeah, I guess he and Andy Kindler had a running feud for a while, I guess. That was funny. <laughs> It was, it was enjoyable. I think it wasn't very good for Andy Kindler. <laughs> what was going on with that? Oh, I guess Kindler, who's not a believer, but he takes umbrage when people make fun of religion. Um, I guess he got he into... He does believe in God. He has said that. A oh, is that right? Times. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, and his mom's a Quaker, which just seems kind of weird. But uh, he... Um, yeah, I guess he got into it with, with, uh, with Ricky Gervais over... Just not necessarily that religion is real, but just... You know, why are you making fun of people's beliefs? Like, you know, let's stop making fun of people. This is something they believe in in a heartfelt way, and you're just throwing it in the garbage can. And, and of course, Ricky Gervais just <laughs> it was, so it was kind of a long back and forth. But then there's also all these people like you know commenting and hacking yeah, on the Kindler. A side. Yeah, yeah, and it just goes on and on. You know, it, like it was sort of entertaining, but uh, having. Um, Andy Kindler does a podcast now with uh, Josh Elvis Weinstein, and having listened to that, it seems like. He's had to like withdraw a lot from from Twitter because it was not good for him. Mm, yeah, I haven't seen him as much. Yeah, I saw him uh, do at uh, Harmontown in L.A. Mm. last summer. Okay. He was uh, very sick. Okay, and not ready to be on stage. Oh dear, mm. that's too bad. Uh, I think he mentioned that as well that it wasn't a very good show. That's for right. Him. I think yeah. I might have talked about that before here. But, yeah. Oh no, I, on his oh, show okay. we mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I talked about it more than one show, but okay, yeah, yeah, it was him and Dan Harmon killing two hours. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. It's too bad. Yeah, I really like Andy Kindler. I've seen him a few times. His stand-up, I think, is just excellent. I love, speaking of self-deprecating, I just love how he just stacks it. It just keeps getting worse and worse, and he just keeps getting more and more frantic, and it's just really great. Uh, it's, to me, both of those guys, Ricky Gervais and Andy Kindler, mm-hmm. are people that I, like, I enjoyed Rich, Ricky Gervais a lot more in the past. But in both cases, yeah. it's been like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Are you okay? Is this <laughs> yeah, fine? Yeah. I think we should, maybe we shouldn't be supporting this. You guys, there's something that should be okay. All right, fine. Hugs yeah. all around, hugs yeah. all around. Yeah, so positively, yes, I'm for positivity comedy. <laughs> that's all now? What's that? Just just positivity comedy? Nah, just I'm leaning towards that. There'll be other stuff, but mm. you know, I think uh, a little bit of, a little bit of truth, a little bit of positivity, that seems to be the way comedy's going, and uh, I'm I'm in favor of it. If only the truth was positive. So anyway, uh, that's the, are we wrapping it up there? And that, uh, that? <laughs> sure, if you want All right, to. Sounds good. Do you want to do a quick plug for something? Sure, I'll plug some stuff. Uh, Nina, we do a comic uh, book. We do? Yes. 
Since when? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just said you didn't like self-deprecating. I'm taking that beer away. Uh, we do a book called Sparks with this young man over here, uh, Dave. Uh, Nina draws it. I write it. Uh, and well, actually, Nina and I now uh, we make up stories together. We sit down. She goes, "No," and uh, how about this? And I go, okay, and then we I just put the wow, together. I just really, other themes. You no, know, it's really fun to like uh, shoot around ideas with you and stuff. It's cool. Uh, but we have one book that's out in stores currently. It's available in both English and French. What's it in called? French. It's called uh, Zap. In English, it's called Sparks. Nice. What's it called uh, in Hebrew? In he- Hebrew, it's called uh, Symbol, 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 Symbol. <laughs> and then it's uh, the picture is reversed for some reason. Aleph, Beth. That's all I know. For and it's Russian as well. So it's coming out in Russian. Uh, very oh, shortly. wow. What's it called? It, oh. What's it called in, in Russian? Russian? Uh, a Das Katz. I don't know. <laughs> I read that on the way over here, actually. It's, oh, called, it's called Dosk Devanya. You yeah. read the Russian version on the way over here? No, no, the English version. Uh, and I have to say three stars. Out of how many stars, you'll never know. <laughs> but three. Are, are, you, are you calling us three stars? Yeah, three stars. Thanks. That's nice. Thank you very much. I really, I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm 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 happy with how it turned out, and we we've we've gotten some really nice. We've been getting yeah. some nominations for prizes for, and awards yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, we got nominated for the this award and for the that award, which so, has been some award in Maryland. Yeah, <laughs> Black Eyed Susan, Black Eyed Susan, <laughs> this that and that award, which is very but nice. but seventy five thousand students vote on it, so that's really impressive. And what was the so. other thing? A BC the BC Book, Book Prize, Award. which that's is right. which is huge. That is a very, very huge thing. It's very, very nice. Yeah, it's great. Uh, is it named after the Johnny Hart comic, BC? Yes. Okay, good. It's, <laughs> it, it starts funny and gets very religious. Uh, very <laughs> Lots end. of Christian values and sparks. Oh, my gosh. I remember a BC <laughs> comic there. that was just uh, Bill Clinton in a canoe going down rapids, and that was the whole thing. It was like, ah, oh, because Whitewater. And he existed uh, before Christ. Yeah. Look, yeah. there are Flintstone rules applying to this whole thing. Where it was his great grandfather, Caveman. I'm assuming that he wasn't like, allowed to change the name oh, so to it was, AD. It was Bill Flinton. <laughs> Bill Flinton. Oh, that, they don't have pun names. If he was in, uh, if he was in, in Flintstones, that would be the case. He might have been. At some he, point he, he may have been in the live action movies. Uh, other quick plugs. Uh, got a book out called Exorcisters. The uh, the comic is out now in stores. Uh, the trade will be out in April. Uh, please pick that up. Okay. Uh, and uh, my wife and I got nominated for a Rubin Award uh, oh, this week. For oh, I didn't know as, that. Uh, nice. For best gag cartoon. Congratulations. So, yeah. So that was a that was a neat oh. little surprise. Hey Ian. Yes, Nina. What do you win? A sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this would be funny if you could hear us talking before we started recording this podcast. Yeah, that's why I'm laughing. Good setup, I could. <laughs> and now uh but before before we wrap up, oh, first of all, before do, we you, officially do, you, wrap up? do you have anything that you wanna like uh, plug? Bob, do you wanna you plug? Sure. Plugged? I talked about all my podcasts, but it's uh, patreon.com slash talking simpsons, but they're all online for free. Uh, the free versions are Talking Simpsons, What a Cartoon, and Retronauts. You can find those anywhere you find podcasts, and yep. you get premium versions of that if you go to the the Patreon. Real easy to find. What we are do- some of your more recent episodes uh, of Retronauts or Just anything? Uh, I mean, we're going in order. So right now we're in season nine of Talking Simpsons, and for What a Cartoon, we've done car- we've done episodes on things like Doug and uh, uh tom goes to the mayor it's very varied we yeah. do a lot of different eras. you did mask of the phantasm yeah yeah that was one of our movie podcasts we did uh so we're all kiki's delivery service yeah yeah oh, so we okay. do a ton of different genres uh, anime too um 
if you like cartoons or have ever seen a cartoon, you'll probably find one you'll like that we've covered <laughs> so far. And we've done like so many in our first year. We were in our second year officially as of, I think, a few weeks ago. So, um, yeah, it's been going great. Nice. But, um, you find those all wherever you hear podcasts. And Nina, did you want to plug anything that uh, you do but do? Uh, no. Your shirt thing, maybe? No. Or? no, it's okay. Do you want to tell, <laughs> tell, no. tell people what your Starbucks uh, names have been lately? Um, Mimi. <laughs> that wasn't Starbucks. That was somewhere else. Well, it's the same idea. Yeah, same idea. Yeah, I no one no one knows what my name is. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. It's very hard, apparently. Yeah, even though it's just two syllables. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that uncommon of a name. And if you print it out, it looks like uh, Donald Trump's signature, which is sad. I'm oh, sorry I, about that. I and never then, noticed that before. But yeah, it does. It looks now, like he's writing Nina, Nina, Nina when he, uh, when he whenever he thanks signs. Thanks a lot. I'm just gonna look keep at it. Every see time. if it doesn't. See if it doesn't next time. Check but it out. Nina is just made up of a bunch of lines, which is why it's easy to hide in caricatures. That's which what, is true. what uh, Don Hirschfeld did. Yeah, you're in every one of those. Yes. <laughs> Um, Darn! That took, I was going to say every time I names. hear the name Nina, I just think of someone's hairline. But that's you took away my joke. <laughs> it's in the Mr. Burns Hirschfeld. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, on The Simpsons, they made sure to include that in there. Oh, where did they hide it? Just in, in his, his hair. hair. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. That's cool. What? Oh, yes. Wrap it up, brother. Uh, well, let me just say before we go away that we. Uh, oh, you're, you've got a podcast. That's right. Mary and I are doing a podcast together right now called um, what is it called? Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. And the new one will, will be coming out on Wednesday, so please stay tuned for that. Episode 11 will be dropping shortly. And um, we haven't even recorded it yet, so I have nothing to say about it. But, but anyway, people have been really liking that one. There's yes, been a lot of good responses from that podcast. We get lots of nice responses from people. Even but you know the best response, money. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, everyone, this is the end of Sneaky Dragon for this week. Give us money. What's the question of the week? Oh, the question of the week. Well, I didn't even think about that, actually. I'm, oh, sorry. Uh, the question of the week, uh, what uh, what cartoon influenced you the most as a child? Cartoon, comic yeah. strip, or We can do that, or, animated. or it could be animated. It could be either. We will accept either and or either. Okay, well, I already have an answer, but okay. we'll, we'll talk about give, it next we'll time. We'll all give our answers uh, next week. Okay, so there we go. Question of the week, everyone. Thank you, Nina. So, thank you, Nina, for coming. Thank you, thank Bob, you. for coming. Thank Safe you for trip back. Oh, yeah. Ian, thank you for having us. All right, let's go eat some food. And let's go eat some food. Do you know what's oh, man. I uh, wish we had some money for food. Some people <laughs> give us money. Jeez, <laughs> it's getting really pathetic here. All right, we'll see you all next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>